Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Pop the top on the old jacuzzi A rain or sunshine, we're not too choosy Daytime, nighttime, we're always home When you drop on by on your mobile phone To hot tub beers Amber's, ales, and lagers Hot tub beers Slip on in Tasting micro brews from Texas towns, stouts and pilsners, boxing weeds, having hot tub beers, just my friends and me. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers, guys. So, special edition today. Nice. Um, we have Juan and James sitting here with me and Jake. Uh, we are not in the hot tub today, Jake. We are dry. We are dry as the bone. This is a dry land episode, as requested by these guys. We are accommodated, but I want to tell you something. They put us in their little brew house. This is pretty fucking cool, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it, man. Y'all have got this set up here. This is beautiful. Thank you. So kind of tell us a little bit about just just kind of piece of misfit story and uh then i want to get into the beer and and the and the history of you guys okay so uh, misfit obviously most like most professional brewers you start off brewing at home in the garage um i was brewing for a little while um then i i lost my apartment during harvey and then i moved into my sister and brother-in-law's home and then i got the bug back to start brewing again so i started all over again on their kitchen stove as anybody else starts yeah um, and then after that, um, just kind of grew my skills and then decided to kind of brand myself as a home brewer and really talk to anybody, learn from anybody, hustle any way I could to gain any knowledge and um, just kind of grow from that. And then I met, a, you know, phenomenal people and I met the team at Fortress, which is a funny story. Um, I was meeting up some friends, giving them some of my homebrew cans, and the bartender at the time called the owner of Fortress and was like, hey, there's this guy here selling his beer, this, this, and that, I don't even know who he is, <laughs> and uh, he's like, and uh, John O'Hara was like, well, who is this? He's like, oh, it's this guy with his misfit can. He's like, oh, he's cool, man, leave him alone. So anyways, <laughs> you know, fast forward, I think it's, that was maybe three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, we've uh, cultivated a great relationship to where... Um, They've taken me under the wing, kind of teaching me everything that they've learned in the industry, um, everything that they've learned from different local breweries up until today, um, kind of where we're at now at in Cyprus now. So that's kind of where it's a short little. Shortly. Little, yeah, short, that's yeah. great, man. So, so so that builds us right into what we're drinking. So kind of tell us what we're drinking right now. So one of the first beer or the beer that I was actually caught selling, quote unquote, was uh, this was one of my first renditions of this uh, hazy. It's uh, now we call it Northwest Corridor. Um, so after um, that event, you know, with the bartender happened, we kind of got together about collaborating with the beer. Um, at the time, Fortress didn't offer any hazy IPAs. Um, and I was kind of gaining momentum with, you know, with my releases as far as hazies go. Um, so I brought a whole, I 
took a whole bunch of cans to Fortress. Uh, we tried a few, and we decided that we should collaborate um, on a hazy IPA, which that would have been, or that was my, uh, one of my first professional collaborations. Um, so I learned a lot from that experience. I know that um, people say it, but it's incredible how different it is going from a homebrew scale to a professional scale. Yes. Um, so anyway, so we, we tweaked it a little bit, and then um, they, you know, we got a lot of positive feedback, and I guess the, uh, the spring area really, really took uh, affection to this beer. So um, now it's, it's a year-round beer for, the, for those guys. It's nice. uh, something that's around, you know, on tap around town. Mm-hmm. So it's one of, the, um, one of my most precious things that I've created with, you know, with that team, um, and just thinking of how um, beer can just, you know, matriculate through so many um, versions and people and just uh, to end up to where it just it is today. So. I love that. I love that, man, because that's kind of cool, right? So this this whole deal kind of started you in your garage. You you meet up with Fortress. Yeah. You got a little bit misfit behavior selling beer on uh, yeah. Mortress, Fortress property, right? And then you're collaborating with the beer. Now here's the question, right? Yeah. Do you have a cease and desist yet? I do not. You do not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, while we're here, let me go ahead and chime in here. We got James McFarlane on the other side of here. He Uh, was just who I was going to get to next. No, no, no. We got to get straight into it. Okay, I apologize. Yes, sir. James, I'm going to issue a formal apology. So, James, do you have a cease and desist? No, but I've I've thought about it. Uh, I've tried to trademark my brand. I don't think he will get a C&D because he does not have an S. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's not misfits, but but yeah, uh, no, uh, I I have a trademark and waiting for my brand though. Oh, so nice. It, it, I have to wait for about five Chinese companies to drop off before. Um, <laughs> five Chinese companies? Yeah, I mean they they applied for uh, Nomad uh, under various you know. Uh, Entity names and different right. you know, classifications, yeah, stuff like that. Different mm. food styles and stuff. And damn communists. Yeah, damn communists. Fuck them. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with beer communism. Can we cuss on here? Oh yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're good to go. I know there's some rules. It's but, it's labeled yeah. explicit, so you know. We're we're on uh, Spotify as well. So uh, since there's no way you can misinform anybody because we are the national standard for beer, we are. You know, yes, it doesn't know really matter that. what you say because now it's true. Correct, dude. Yes. Yeah. Going. Yeah. So, so you two hanging out. You got Nomad. You got yeah. Misfit, right? Yep. So we've almost got a separate collaboration here going between the food and the beer. Yeah. Tell me how you guys met. Slinging homebrews out of the garage. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we followed each other on Instagram. Obviously, he, you know, he's he's really good at what he does, and it was an awesome barbecue page. So we met that way, and I had a release. I'm pretty sure he's like, "Hey, man, like, you know, I'll get a can and a glass from you." Um, he came over to my garage and we just shot the shit a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, we realistically talked about. We were talking about business. Business. Where, like, yeah. Like, where, hey, man, like, do your, you know, your stuff, what his vision was for a Nomad brand and what my plan was. But at the time, we weren't, I mean, that was. Yeah, we didn't, we had no idea. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't trying to uh, do come anything together or anything. We were trying to figure out our own path. How to do your own yeah. separate paths. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, I think the. the the way I found Juan, uh, I found him on Instagram. We have a mutual friend. You guys probably know Secret Beach Brewing. Yeah. Um, I don't know Jamie. them personally. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I met him. I, I I don't really know so, him. I, I was following Secret Beach, and I know that him and Secret Beach were were, were tight. And uh, I I found the logo of Misfit Brewing. I was like, holy shit, that's pretty cool. 
and he had a beer release. So I was like, dude, yeah. hold me. I'll drive up. And I drove up with yeah. Katie. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I picked up some beer and we chatted. And now we're here chatting with you guys. Nice. Hell nice. yeah. So speaking of, of artwork that, that grabbed your attention here, we've, we've had this question before. We haven't been able to ask you. Yeah. Who does your art? Is that you? My cans? Yeah. Yeah, I do them. That is oh, such nice. badass yeah. art. Like, yeah. I might have to reach out and see if he'll well, you know the, pay you for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just one of those. I mean, I'm an analyst by day, so beer and like just drawing is just, you know, it just carries that creative juice for me, man. It's um, but I've, I've always been sort of, I've always doodled on stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I do all the. Uh, that was kind of. <laughs> Random door this, just open. This place might be haunted. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna yeah, say it out loud. Yeah. So every, um, I try to tie every image that I draw in a can to the to the beer. If, if it happens, it happens. It doesn't. Like right now, I have like tons of files that I just doodle, and I'll just kind of go back and I'll think of the beer, the name, and if I find something that would fit it, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll do it. And then um, so also the purpose of the can, and I'm hoping that like in a year or two, you'll see this somewhere in the brewery. The way that the can labels are designed, it's like the center of it is like an art frame, or it's just like a, a square. It's like a you know a rectangle. So okay. my plan is to um, stack all my cans of all my artwork in like um, I don't know, let's say a forty-eight by thirty frame or whatever have you. So when you're looking at it, it's like a mini art gallery for okay. every single can, and just kind of putting that somewhere in the brewery and just having that, you know, my first homebrew cans to the, the transition to pro, and then just kind of. Telling a story, basically. That's nice, um, man. Let me uh, let me interject. Okay. My favorite label that he made, man, he made a, a really killer. Was it the triple IPA? The, the the recent one. Yeah. Yeah. The, if, <laughs> if you can look up on his Instagram, the picture of that label is gnarly. It's so yeah. fun. If it was for a triple IPA. Yeah, I think that's one of the beers that we're gonna have later. Oh hell yeah, dude! So okay, you, you were talking about creative juices earlier. Speaking of creative juices, we got some juice in our hand, right? So it's Northwest Corridor Hazy IPA. Yeah. On the nose, it, it's it's got a light nose to me. But I, me and Jake, I don't know. You tell me, Jake, because our noses are completely different. Go. Who would have thought? Two Go. different faces, two yeah. different noses. Yeah. Well, <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Your wife seems to think we have a similar nose. Does she? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Mandy? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, you put me on the spot. I did put you uh, on the spot. Yeah. Let's go. Now you're dragging ass. You need to talk. <clears throat> <laughs> so, on my nose. Honestly, it's got this like kind of like really, really light, uh, almost tropical smell to it. Uh, the citric yeah. on it is, is very, very uh, kind of underwhelmed compared to what I would kind of put more of a passion fruit papaya direction, really kind of that wholesome sweetness, which is kind of interesting because on the flavor, no papaya at all. Yeah, like okay. maybe that's just me, but like there's none. But on the nose, it's like this like little hint in the background. Um, I definitely get a little bit of guava now that I'm super oh, sensitive to guava. Uh, it's just something Jake's I became guava sensitive, sensitive. Is he? He's a master yeah. taster. Yeah. I'm yeah. A, that's not the only thing I'm master of. <laughs> This yeah, so no yes yeah he masters his domain quite often um, the <laughs> the nose on your, I'm, people in the conversations <laughs> <laughs> the 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 nose I would agree with you is tropical to me it's very light it's uh like it, it, there's nothing about it that kind of like assaults me at all it's just very light kind of brings you in slowly to the to the beer and I'd the, assault the, you would you are you coming on to me maybe <laughs> the, the flavor the flavor camera. of the beer though yeah. it is. 
It's a hazy, and I know I complain about hazies a lot. Uh, this one, I'm not going to complain about really too much at all. The uh, Or at all, if any. The... My only complaint is like I, I get tired of hazies that are juice bombs, right? I, right? I just have like a mouthful of citrus juice. To me, I like the hot profile on this. It's not overly done, but there is kind of that little bit of earthy hot profile that highlights the beer, um, and I dig that. I, I, I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking a nice, yeah. light, sessionable hazy IPA. Right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not drinking a glass of orange juice. Yeah, being the, sold as an and IPA. That, and like to that point, that's kind of the way we. The very first time we brewed this was not to my liking there was actually different hops in the first version of this um this okay. beer has citra uh sabro and cascade okay for that one um so yeah we we transitioned that beer into kind of what our vision is of what a hazier like a, a hazy ipa should be it's not heavy it's not cloying it's real clean and just you know not crisp in a sense it has that body to it but it's real clean and you can you can drink you know, three or four of them, and you're not like, uh, I just had, like, you know, an orange smoothie. But your your palate is super just, you know, drenched in just so much, uh, too much flavor, right? Um, which is not a bad thing. There's hazy IPAs that are, like, full-bodied and, like, hot bombs that are delicious. But I think for the state that we live in, for the kind of the market that we're in, Cypress and Spring, mm-hmm. and our crowd, it's a real, um, it's a, for us, it's a perfect gateway beer to people that don't typically drink IPAs. And they're like, hey, like, let me just try something. It's like, well, this is kind of a, a more tamed version. Hey, yeah, that, that's, that's a very good description. I would, of course, you're the brewer. You would have the best description, right? But, yeah. like, it, it, that, that's, it is. It, it fits with this Texas vibe. It fits with what you have here, right? If yeah. I'm going to sit outside and enjoy things, especially in the summer, this is going to go down easy, right? Yeah. So you got the food. What are you going to pair this with, with Nomad? Man, uh, so... Right now, Draven being our flagship beer is what I cook most with. But, okay. uh, man, IPA is like, I would get down on like brisket Greek tacos because you have the complement of the bread. Um, you've got the, the brisket, you've got feta, you know. Uh, brisket Greek tacos are super, you know, they're, they're great for summertime. Fresh tomato, tzatziki sauce. Okay. Uh, which has got fresh cucumber and dill. Hell yeah. But if I was, you know, drinking IPA, I would, uh, I would venture to say... Uh, and I am drinking IPA right now. <laughs> but, but brisket Greek tacos, like currently yeah. on our menu, um, any of our wings, you can smash down on this with, you know, any of our smoked wings. But yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Going back to Draven, uh, again, normally artwork, but Draven, I cook with the most. And that beer, like, if I'm not drinking Northwest Corridor, it's Draven. So you drink with Northwest Corridor, you cook with Draven? Yep. Nice. And so this also fits with, you got the, you know, just to kind of highlight Misfit Outposts a little bit more, you got a big stage, you got live music going on. How often do y'all have live music? Almost every weekend. Really? Yeah. It's usually every Friday. Yeah, if it's not every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's at least Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It just depends on kind of what's going on that weekend or, you know, who's available and kind of um, things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, before this, I didn't know that there was such a, local music just vibe it's in massive. general it's it is huge like it's it's so huge it's, so much that we've we've began to endorse local venues yeah it's yes it's awesome so we redid the stage before that it was like a bus that was cut in half horizontally and uh, it was like not very appealing so we redid the stage and we uh put the roof on the awning that's out there um, but yeah i mean we and we set up the stage so it's really easy for the uh, the artists to come and plug in 
Um, nice. We have like reserved parking back there for those guys. Um, they love coming here. They they come and we get. I was just telling my girlfriend today. I think at least if it's not three to five times a day, it's maybe a little bit more that we get hit up for uh, openings to play here. Okay. Just because of word of mouth, right? Yeah. It's like hey, like. We have a friend that came and played there two weeks ago. He loved it. See if we would be a good fit for you guys. So, um, which is great. I mean, it uh, for people that haven't been here. I mean, it's big patio, trees. Some people say it gives them like an Austin vibe. Just, but I guess they're just comparing it to just not being in the city. It's just like yeah, you know, you're just out. You're out in the outdoors. I mean, you get you're in the element. If it's cold, it's cold. It's great. It's great. If, Hot as hell. It's hot as hell. So yeah, we have four times the humidity. I don't know yeah. anybody comparing it to Austin. That's wild. Yeah. So have you have you had Kent Honeyboy Nelson play your stage yet? No. 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 Okay. No. No. Shout out to Kent Honeyboy. Shout Nelson. Shout out to Kent Honeyboy Shout Nelson. Out. He's the uh, the writer, singer songwriter of Hot Tub Beer's theme song. So when you go back and listen to this, that's the first thing you hear. Yes, that's or correct. Is it the second thing. It's the second thing. We it's got the disclaimer, yeah. and then we yeah. and then we let Honey Boy come on and sing. Yeah, we're like, hold yeah. up. What, what you're about to hear is pretty fucked up, but also <laughs> listen to this music to calm yeah. me down. <laughs> to call, and it does. It kind of sets the mood, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when you do have Kent, we can officially endorse you as a yeah. music venue. We'll yeah. It, 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 your, your, uh, it happen, your clientele <laughs> will go through the roof. You heard it here first. Yeah. Like All DMs. four of our <laughs> listeners. Just slide So... Guys, on this, so I'm sorry. Let me backtrack a little bit. So, you had the collab with Fortress. Tell me how that collab with Fortress, starting to brew beer with them, turned into this whole separate entity over here. Well, after the collaboration, it was kind of like um, I wanted to open up my own spot. Obviously, if anybody that has tried to go down the avenue of opening up a brewery, it's very, very extensive capital. Oh yeah. A lot of money yeah <laughs> and you know some and you know some of us you know we really don't have you know just the resources to put up some sort of like you're not multi-millionaires no sorry what oh no. what mm. oh man did we know that before know. we came here <laughs> change my perspective <laughs> so um initially it was kind of like you know helping me find a property what my goal was you know what they learned like i said and just really coaching me through the business aspect of it and i think probably after a good six or eight months of this you know i was writing things down, you know, researching, taking you back to them. and be like, hey, you know, this is what I'm looking at for myself um, and kind of going through financials. And then, um, then we started toying around with the idea of getting into, like, real estate, you know, ac- you know, acquisitions and things like that. And my heart was set in Cyprus because my vision was to um, fill a void here. I know that we do have breweries out here, mm-hmm. um, but my ambitions for this side of town was to – I mean, take it over uh, with the branding because, you know, you come to a place that's in Cyprus, you don't expect to find a brewery that's called Misfit, right? Yeah. You know, so um, it's kind of adding on to all that stuff. And then months go by and then, you know, we, you know, my the other owner, Kevin Smith, I meet him. And then, um, yeah, just after that, we just started looking for properties together and we, we decided on and we, I'm sorry, we agreed on, you know, doing a collaborative brewery. Um I was fortunate enough for them to still give me, you know, creative control as far as marketing, beer, um, just branding, yeah. um, still keeping the same logo. Obviously, we cleaned it up a little bit to kind of be more uh, commercial-ish, I guess you would say. Um, but vibe is still the same. I mean, you meet me, I'm the same brewer that I was. I'll still brew the same beers that I've done. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I just just do that, and um, just really, that's really how that really happened. I mean, we, we bought this property, which was originally the shack. I'm sure people would know, you know, this used to be the shack. But yeah, it was. But, um, but I mean, it was the shack for what, like 15, 20 years? Like it was not like a short sure, stint. Yeah, right? it was a, it was, it was a huge staple no, for the community. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, and, and I was just actually talking to your bartender about it. One of yeah. my worst best memories of this location, <laughs> right? Ten years ago, came out here. The shack had a burger that was. Two glazed donuts is the buns. Grease weasel. That's what it was yep. called. Yeah. And then a burger in the in between. And I ate it in the middle of the summer, right? So, like, right oh, now shit. it's hot. Like, it's yeah. nasty, humid. It's yeah. hot. No, we were talking the middle of July out at those tables, pushing 100 something degrees. And I'm eating this grease bomb burger. I know yeah. where that's going. Dude, it was so good. <laughs> it, was, it was so tasty. But, like, the second I finished, I wanted to die, man. It uh, was like automatically those hearts yeah. clogging. Yeah, it was. It had meat sweats. Yeah, it had yeah. everything going, man. Oh, the meat yeah, sweats yeah. definitely come with that. And then obviously the sugar rust. Hello, diabetes. <laughs> nice. So, okay, so tell me about the name Misfit. How do we land on that? So, a lot of people think it comes from the band, right? I'm okay. just going to put that to rest. It doesn't. I'm, I don't listen to the Misfits. Misfits, it's not because of you. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I try but if you'd to, like to send him a cease and desist nope, to yeah. legitimize it. Oil, you're good. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah I, I've tried to. I guess it was just too, too much, too far soon before my my era, probably. Um, anyways, so no, it's it's not from the band. Um, so I grew up in in a town called Cut and Shoot, Texas. Ah, uh, cheers to Cut and Shoot. So um, Conroe High grad. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet man. Class of '98. Yeah. Willis, Texas. Oh, Even look better, at man. Okay. Montgomery County in the house. <laughs> Y'all are making me feel like some high-class city boy from Tomball. All my family lives in Montgomery and Willis, and my, my wife and I live in Cape. But, yeah. Nice. I never, I never felt like a city boy in, like some, that as much as I, I do uh, now. Like, uh, straight up, I grew up in Tomball. Like, before, like, the parkway was, like, like a four-lane highway. I was like, still two lanes. And <laughs> y'all making me feel like a city slicker. <laughs> I, th- I think we all are, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, now. Yeah. I'll grow into that one. So, um, yeah, so going back to the name. Um, so out of college, you know, I, I was in a nonprofit organization with my friends. At the time, they were, you know, good old country boys. But I was, well, for one, I was the only Hispanic in that group of friends. Number right. two, I would always wear black. Number three... I would be the only one that would listen to death metal and like all that stuff. So, uh, um, that's why you're a brewer. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, uh, but we all got along great. Like we had a, a you know, yeah. great chemistry. We were just friends and this is that. And then, so whenever we were to get introduced in a group or the, they would intro- introduce ourselves, I would be the misfit of the group. Right. Okay. So they would literally say that and I'd be like, okay. So that registered in my brain some way or another. And I'm um, a huge uh, horror fan. Um, the logo that we have, like on the skull, the stitching comes from Leatherface, Sex Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. That's in the logo. Uh, the skull is just a daily reminder that we have a limited amount of time on this earth. Based, you know, we're all mortal. Let's make the best of it. Yeah. That's just a reminder for myself, right? So those things, the things that I'm into. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of like that's what I wanted to be, and I actually kind of looked up to see if there was any misfit brewing or in Texas, and there wasn't. I was like, well, that sucks for them because yeah. I'm about to take it. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of how that name came about. Um, that's where the branding kind of came from. Um, you know, just be edgy, but not too much. You know, everybody has like little, you know, a little interest in the dark stuff, but nothing too crazy. So, yeah. 
like here, you know, we, we try to push some of the edge here with the branding and stuff like that. Um, so, but so far, people like you. People, you know, they think it's very eclectic. Yeah, of, every, everything so. that we've heard about it. Everybody's come out and enjoyed yeah. it and had a great vibe about it. Uh, this is only my second time being out here. I think we, me and my wife snuck in here one night late. Okay. I think it was right after the kitchen had closed. We snuck a couple beers and snuck out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, speaking of being edgy, I want to I wanna get a little edgy with you guys. So okay. we don't, we're, we're very judgmental on this podcast. Super. Uh, okay. We have created the industry standard rating scale. Okay. okay. Uh, it is now the industry standard. Uh, if they tell you different, they're liars. Okay. So we rate beer on a scale of zero to four. Okay. okay. Zero is uh, we need to burn your brewery down. Uh, okay. The beer should not exist. Uh, it should it should be wiped off the face of the earth. Different four is yeah. is I need this beer every time I get into the hot tub or a hot brew house and in cypress texas one that's really hot in here yeah, like <laughs> it's a, really like hot here like 106 degrees inside no big deal <laughs> but um so with that being said decimals are infinite you may use as many decimals as possible uh to rate your beer right there's the catch yeah, there's the catch. There's a catch it's always a catch right uh, we have not had a zero yet uh we have had a few that are under two uh, we've had a couple under one. We haven't released those episodes yet for fear of retaliation. Yeah, that was a pretty rough episode. I think yeah. uh, I have the most combo under plate two. number one. Combo, combo plate, plate number one. one. Ah, I know. <laughs> uh, the refried bean IPA. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I don't know if it actually had here. refried beans in it or not. Yeah. But no, it did not. And it did no, not. It did not. Okay. Uh, I would market it as though it would, so people wouldn't be surprised. I will say we we were finishing up like an eight hour session, like just back to back to back, eight hours yeah. of just nonstop drinking. Like we probably have gone through like forty something beers that day or something. I mean, we we yeah. pushed through it. So I'll give it a little bit a benefit of the doubt, but not enough. No, not me. <laughs> not <laughs> me. I'm obstinate to you it. Said I'm not scared. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, so, since, since you you describe it, do you want to start? Or I mean, do you want yeah, to I'm gonna. I'll start. I'll start. So this hazy IPA, I, I really enjoy. This is, it's not a full body. There's a light body to this hazy IPA. To where this is something. It's it's almost a perfect way to start this episode. Just sitting outside the Texas summer, uh, enjoying a nice cold beer that I'm gonna be able to come back to. This is something I can sip on all afternoon, listen to some live music. Um, I am usually more critical of hazy IPs. There's this kind of like a. I don't know. It's very dry, um, which which I enjoy, but it doesn't uh, dry out your tongue. So it kind of keeps you wanting to come back for more and drink some more. I'm going to rate it. Let's go 3.48762. Um, okay. And then, right. and then an 8 on the end. 3.487628. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at on this beer. I, li- I like it. I would come back to Misfit and drink this. All right, I uh, actually don't know my rating yet, so I'm going to talk this through with y'all. Um, when, when you first handed it to me, we had just gotten done talking about uh, Saison's. I literally just killed a kid's mac and cheese like my life depended on it, trying to get some carbs in my body. So that whole first experience of trying it was a freaking trip. You know, I was expecting that, that, that nice, like, farmhouse with, like, some, like, super fatty, like, kid's mac and cheese, you know? Not the experience I had at all, right? <laughs> so I was a little blown away. Uh, the beer itself actually was a pleasant surprise. Uh, it is dry, but it's not like it's not like suck your mouth up dry. It's it's not like doing whippets in the parking lot dry. Um, I've actually never done that. <laughs> I, was, I was about to hit you up after and be like, "Hey man, tell me what that was like." Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but it, it has that tropical nose that I was talking about. The the taste on it has got this like nice tropical yet earthy. Like and it's very subtle, I guess is the best way to put it. It's yeah. not super forward, it's not super aggressive, it's balanced. Um, I love the carbonation on it. Uh, lots of carbonation on it where it's not aggressive, but it's not dying either. Like I've had this warm in my hand for what, five minutes now because I wanna keep drinking it. Uh, that is a good call. Uh, making it last. Yeah, overall, for it being as hot as it is, I haven't uh, stopped sweating in about five hours. It's honestly, it's it's good. It's very good. Uh, I'm gonna go three point five one. Three point five one. Three point five one. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's okay. Mainly because awesome. fuck Tim, but oh. also for you know <laughs> making a good beer. This is this is our love language. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a little assault tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We just got started, boys. Hold on. Yeah. It's going to get worse. All right, so we're going to go ahead and let you, since you're the food guy, we're going to let you rate it. Now, Juan, when we come to you, what we want you to do is rate it on zero to four on your idea of a brewer, how close to perfect you got this beer. And if it's not a 4.0, what would you do to make it that 4.0? Okay. Cool. All right. Um, so, really light body, tropical, any IPA style. Right, um, and then it's consistently brewed. I mean, I I have this all the time. There's really no variation. If I had to rate it, I would probably give it man three point six. Terry Keyson. Three point six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Yeah. yeah. No. In, uh, no, Higher. No, if, if if we're <laughs> When, when I make my comparisons in my head, I, I, I am, like, dead set on the, the beers I've had in yeah. the past 12 years I've been in a craft beer, and I've had a lot of really good beers, but that's pretty fucking high. Like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, so Juan, so as the brewer, as the creator, how close to perfect is this? Probably a three. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think um, there's still, I mean, it's still... I think the body's there from what from what we want. Um, I think I might. I really want to do a test batch and change up the yeast strain on this, um, and okay. really just try to see if. Um, what are you using right now? I can't tell you. Oh, gotcha. have you thought? Proprietary. <laughs> <laughs> have uh, you thought about going with like thialized yeast or phantasm powder? Well, I think there's a wait list for like six years for Phantasm. Oh, is, <laughs> is it really that high now? Yeah. I think the only brewery in Houston, well, I guess Greater Houston is um, Foss. That's, they did a... I heard they did yeah. one, yeah. They did one. They did one with Phantasm. I yeah. think I have it at Thistle right now. Really? Do you really? I yeah. think so, because he, yeah. he, he was telling me about it. I was like, yeah. you're nuts, man. I'm like, what? 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 Yeah. You're nuts. He was telling me he had, he had to get on a wait list, and I think it was like a few months, and then it was like super expensive. I forgot the crazy number was for a pound. It was like more than Galaxy was two years ago, right? Wow. It was crazy expensive. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Just changing the yeast strain. Um, there is a certain um, mash method of like people are starting to throw hops in the mash to uh, trap some thials in there to um, get some more character out of the beer. Okay. Um, but I do want to change up the yeast strain, um, change up the esters on it to see if we can't um, just play with it, you know? If it's not the full, like now we brew these on 30 barrel batches. It's the demand on it is enough to where we uh, brew 30 barrels of it as opposed to 15. So mm-hmm. 
Um, I might go on a pilot system and, and brew a good two barrels of it and just kind of change a yeast strain and um, try the hot method. But one thing at a time, it will really kind of record what the findings are after every new batch. But, yeah, I think the... Um, I think the cascade on it really kind of balances out the Citra and Sabro. I, I, the way I brew my style of beers is kind of like I don't like to use too too many hop forward beers, and this just be just too tropical with no um, with no balance. Either it's you know woodier kind of piney hop to kind of balance it out, mm-hmm. or if it's like a floral hop to kind of balance. So that's just my style. Well, no, I think yeah. it comes through great in this beer. Like it, uh, yeah. Jake was saying earlier, it is a well-balanced beer. It doesn't, you know, the, it doesn't overwhelm you with tropical notes. It's not a yeah. juice bomb. It's, it's just a nice beer, yeah. right? But, I, I, we're characterizing it as a hazy IPA yeah. just because it's coming out with a hazy look to it. Sure. Uh, but it, yeah, but it, it is definitely a, yeah. uh, it's yeah. a Northwest Corridor beer. This, this yeah. fits the, the Northwest Corridor Houston Spring area, you know? There, so, is, there, there should be a new one in WIPA, Northwest IPA. Oh. Specifically for Northwest. Damn it. You know, Jake, Jake did coin uh, Third Coast IPA. Third Coast. Third yeah. Coast IPA. Speaking of, oh, we Jake. might get into this later, but there is, Whoa. yeah, there's ideas floating around. Where in, when I say floating around, just in my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, of a beer that we should definitely, beer style that we should definitely dub for, tech, for the Gulf Coast, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. There's, so, like, there's like West Coast IPA, you East Coast IPAs. There's even Mountain Standard IPAs. Fuck. So going back to Third Coast IPA, uh, back in the day when Ghost and Machine, like the very first year they came out, like that's what we had started calling Ghost and Machine. You guys probably yeah. remember but in my opinion, Ghost and Machine was the original Third Coast IPA, which was like a, they, with, with no intention of their own, but they did a Citra-style any IPA without being compared to like Trillium or Treehouse or anything like that. But in my opinion, Third Coast IPA, I think of Ghost and Machine, because that's what well, we're gonna have to been called for a long yeah. time. We're going to have to Rainstorm. compare, uh, compare notes here. Because uh, I got a completely different IPA in my brain for it. And, like, as much as I absolutely respect Ghost, it's without a doubt, like, that's a hazy. It's not a New England. It's a hazy, without a doubt, which is why they're leading with other half, you know, especially because they work so close together. But it's like, like, that is, like, a true hazy, a well-done hazy, which is getting harder and harder to find. Uh, But the Third Coast, I mean, it's got a very unique flavor. I'm not going to give away what I'm saying here, but Axis IPA got pretty fucking close. Oh, huh. Yep, that's where I'd go. Fucking Fuego. Yep. <laughs> Full send on access. Yeah. James but there you go. Where would you, where would you classify it? Because it's not a West Coast. Man, dude, I think the East strain that they used in access, along with, I mean, they, in my opinion, like, they were, when, when they, when Real Ale came out with access, they were at the beginning of the cusp of big things for, like, here, hold on just any IPAs, we'll finish you know, up this and shit. Yeah. Right? They were getting popular. And, they dialed an axis and it changed, right? You know, mm-hmm. we've all had different batches of axis, but when they dialed axis in, dude, great. That beer is fucking fantastic and a perfect representation. Well, I'm gonna axis. I'm gonna switch gears on you for a little bit, right? And we're gonna get away from the IPAs. We're gonna get to the National Beer of Texas. So each of you have a Tall Boy Lone Star in your Almost hand, right? Mine, so uh, sipping on this, the 
Oh, no, you're almost done with yours? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. It's I love high, it. Man. So this is the the unofficial palate cleanser of Hot Tub Beers, mostly because Lone Star us. won't sponsor us. You sponsor cowards. Us. You cowards. Don't, yeah, yeah. Sponsor Lone Star? Us. Lone Star. Step the fuck up. Um, so this beer, we, we, we always palate cleanse with this beer. It's one of those beers that we have stuck in the fridge. It's always the go-to. It's always in the beer fridge. Uh, just because it, it's, it's, it's home. It tastes like home, right? Uh, no matter how commercial it gets. So for you two guys, is there that fallback, that commercial beer, that, that light lager that you keep in the beer fridge that you don't necessarily always tell your friends about? I always have Modelo in my fridge. Oh. Yeah. So for me, I come from... All of my family is either Lone Star or Miller Lite, and Miller Lite more on the heavy side. But yeah, if I go to the store, I'm typically going to buy a Lone Star, and if not, I'll 12 back of Miller Lite, man. Nice. No shame in it. Lone yeah. Star or Modelo? Can, can, I, can I chime in on this one? You may. Because I, I, it was always Lone Star, but now that I'm going to all the soccer games, they don't have Lone Star at the stadium. They don't. What kind of communism is that? You know. Has so, Modelo become your Lone Star? Tecate. Tecate? Tecate. Oh. All the girls come back with Modelo's, and I'm like, what are you doing to me? I'll drink it. I'll enjoy it, but I want a Tecate. So, nice. Not promoting. You, you heard know, it here first. Tecate is Jake's new Lone Star. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank you for, for sitting down with us and, and having a few beers and, and being willing to talk with us on this podcast. I'm fired up about what we're, uh, we're going to get to. I'm fired up about this release, man. And so we're going to take a little bit of a break right now, and then when we come back, we're going to be sipping on the Draven. Hot tub beer fans, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home with or without a hot tub? Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor, is who you need to call to help with all your real estate needs. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses. That's txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. So, Juan, tell us what you're pouring right now. We're pouring our Misfit House beer. Um, it's called Draven. It's a black pilsner. Um, but ask me what a black pilsner is. If I gave him my answer, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you. But I do know it's not any base recipe of like a short beer or like a, a Roush beer. Um, I do use like a Czech lager style uh, water profile. Yes, sir. Um, still playing around with the yeast strains on it, um, but right now we're just kind of using an American style uh, Pilsner strain, and as opposed to like a German style or anything like that. So, inspiration for this beer, I went to a brewery called Vista Brewing in Austin three years ago. Okay. Um, walk in, look at their wall, and they had a, a GABF. I can't remember if it was a gold or a bronze, and I was like, "Well, what the hell was that?" It's called Dark Skies, and then I see it's a Black Pilsner, and I'm like, fuck, okay. Never heard that before, or seen one. So anyway, so yeah. I, I asked for one, and obviously it pours pitch black, and then I was like, okay. Nose on that beer was, um, from what I remember, it wasn't too much going on in the nose, uh-huh. but the body of it, man, was just so crisp, and it was just so light, and it was, it was in April when we went, so we were sitting outside, and it was just like, man, I was just, I think I drank like three of them, and it was just kind of like, it's crazy. So... I think the mind fuck was that I was drinking a pitch black beer and it was just like pounding yeah. them, right? And then so like, okay, well, in my mind it was kind of like, what's the difference between this and like a short beer, a Roush beer, and things like that. So then, um, I don't know, man. I think brewing, you know, different brewers and just 
there's so many things that you can manipulate and take from different bases that it's like agreed you can't really now you can't even like classify beers in certain categories now i think the bjcp just has a fruited american sour yeah. ale that's completely different yeah. from a berliner or a goza right it's just like yeah. if it's sour and it has fruit in it we make a category for it so i mean it's one of those things so anyways that was the inspiration for this beer um it's all pilsner malt um there's a malt out there called um black patent um mm-hmm. midnight wheat that i i uh I split those ratios between the two. Um, I don't throw them directly in the mash. I kind of wait a little bit um, and not to extract too many uh, like tannins or too much of that robust flavors that they do off off put right. uh, directly in the mash. Um, but I meant you know mash it to temp like a pilsner, um, noble hops in it. You know, like I said, American pilsner yeast. Just right. kind of lager it and just, just do it that way, man. It's like kind of it's really what it was, and I think the reason that we picked this beer, this beer style as a misfit flagship beer, was because it's literally the complete opposite of what a traditional pilsner is, right? right. Pilsners are completely clear, brilliant, gold, just like just amazing looking beers when they're done correctly. And then you look at a black pilsner, and it's like it's like the black sheep of it, right? It's like so that's kind of what. So I brewed this one for the first time uh, for the, our grand opening. Um, yeah, the response was the same. People were like, well, it's crushable. It's just light. has some of the uh, um, robust notes on the nose, a little bit on the flavor. But, I mean, it's 4.8%. Um, I'm going to try to knock that down just a little bit to make it more uh, sessionable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of – and actually the, the logo on it or the label for the can is different from the original one. Um, so once we decided to make this our flagship beer, I redid the um, the can art for it. Okay. Uh, to kind of make it more, uh, just easier to transfer, like on glass, stickers, shirts. Just more recognizable if you see that. It's just kind of like, it's pretty similar to what the original one was, but I've changed it. Um, but yeah, that's what we're drinking now. Um, well, I'll say I'll say yeah. this: if, if the nose on the original was subtle. The the nose on this interpretation is by no means subtle. Like yeah. to me, the nose on this, I, I love it. Like it's it's yeah. like a it's like a campfire beer almost in, in your nose. Like uh, the, it's it's these roasty, smoky flavors almost. Yeah. But there's no smoke in the flavor. I'm yeah. getting it on the nose, but not in my mouth. Yeah. Um, man, it the, the nose is inviting on this one. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So I had this on opening day. Uh, it was fantastic that day. It's only even better now. I mean, it got me yeah. in a lot of trouble that day. <laughs> so, Sorry. <laughs> James, you said you cook a lot with this beer. What do you cook with it? Our, our like, uh, flagship, you know, beer is, yeah. like, the staple barbecue sauce we have. It's called Misfit Sauce. Okay. Um, and to make a, to make a two-gallon batch of my... Misfit barbecue sauce, we have to use uh, 32 ounces of Draven. And that was dialed back from 48. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, vegetable based barbecue sauce, uh, a lot of people are using ketchup and, you know, very one dimensional uh, methods and, and tastes, but uh, the sauce we make is uh, tons of fresh vegetables, very earthy. And it 
Yeah, it's really good. It's the most requested flavor that we have for uh, smoked wings to be tossed. In. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So. I love it. Like, both you guys are sitting here and you're talking constantly about, all right, my barbecue sauce isn't the same as everybody else's. I'm doing this other different stuff. I'm experimenting with it. You, on the last segment, we're talking about I want to experiment with different yeast strains on this beer. Uh, talking about taking somebody's interpretation and making it your own on this uh, Black Pilsner. Is is there just kind of, it, it almost feels to me, and you tell me, we friend of the show, Kelly motherfucking Meyer. What's um, up, Kelly Meyer? What's up, Kelly Meyer? Uh, he has his own podcast now. He sold his uh, brewery, New Braunfels Brewing Company. But he had this theory that, Every, every brewer was either a scientist or an artist. And there seems to be art flowing through the veins of this place. Like, is, is, is that where the heart of this is? Kind of tell me about that end of it. I mean, to, to your point, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, I'm by no means a scientist. I can grasp the science part of beer and how you can mim- like manipulate that enough in beer. Right. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, you know, my forte is not, you know, breaking down Dexter's laboratory in this place, right? Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, when I make a beer, I have a, a, a vision in my head of what a, of how I want it to come out. Um, and a lot of it, man, I, I change things on the fly. I change things the day of. Um, or as soon as I taste it, you know, if I'm going to dry hop it today or tomorrow, right? It's like kind of with the, it's going on the feel of just creating something on how you want it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, when we have our, you know, meetings with our, you know, some of our investors or our ownership, it's like the creative mind is just kind of where James and I are kind of at. You know, it's it's kind of um, that's our thing. That's where, and that's what I love. I love. I still love about James when we first met was it's not in his Diallo sausages. It's black. I mean, it's like where do I mean where do you see that stuff at? And his, um, you know, going through his page, it's like it's very multi-dimensional on how he creates his barbecue. Um, different flavors and stuff like that. So it's very artist-like yeah. in that. So I think um, that's where him and I really see eye to eye where our brands fit so well. But yeah, I mean, I guess to your point, yeah, it's just just a creative pool of just art. Yeah, because you're creating recipes, you're using different yeah. yeast, you're using different hops, and on top of that, you're creating the art for the can, right? Yeah. And, and, and if you go and you look up both your guys' Instagram page, like your logos are like, intricate they're detailed but they've got this like vibe to it every time i think of like nomad and misfit together i'm looking at it and it feels like a rob zombie movie in my head does that make sense like those guys like traveling the barren desert like this mad max rob zombie vibe who's wearing whose face wrong wrong rob zombie movie wrong rob zombie movie (laughs) come on jake speaking of rob zombie next week and i was supposed to release it today and i hate to break y'all's heart but i was supposed to release son uh, of a bitch a real a hazy uh, double IPA. Uh, it was going to be called King Freak, which is a Rob Zombie song. Um, okay. Because, nice. But yeah, I love Rob Zombie. Like all his movies and shit like that. It's my girlfriend's more of a diehard fan than I am. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's. I mean, it's just the way we just kind of met, man. I and I, I think about all the time you can't deny the universe and what it's going to throw at you. And to be honest, man, we forgot to throw this in the segment earlier. Uh, when we first opened, James actually hit me up and was like, hey, if you need somebody to run the kitchen or open a kitchen for you, I'm more than willing to like kind of fund my build-out, this, this, and that. At the time, we already had an operating kitchen from the business that we acquired before. Okay. And I told him, I was like, hey, man, like right now, we're just kind of figuring things out. If you know, We'd be more than happy to have you as a pop-up or like a guest, sling some barbecue along with our menu. Mm-hmm. 
weeks, you know, a couple months go by, and then yeah. we kind of we wanted to pivot, trying to kind of change the vision, and then after that, I hit him back up, like, hey man, like I think I think we're probably in the, in the position to where we want to change the model and kind of progress more. Yeah, and that's kind of how it happened after that. Yeah. So, which was even it's a better story to tell <laughs> because in the beginning it wasn't a good fit, and right. then. But I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, you don't, you just remember the people and you just kind of keep those connections and you just like, we, you never know when they're going to. We went come. back and forth and it, it was only a few times, but my, my brand was looking, you know, we're, we're edgy, you know, both, both of our brands. When, when you come to the outpost, when you come to Misfit Outpost, you can bring your family and your children. I have children. I have three. Yeah. I have a wife. Um, and when, when you come out here, you know, you, you can you can be out here and kind of feel like, you know, like, you know, edgy, you know, maybe a, a, a good girl, you know, like gone bad, or, you know, like a, a, a guy that goes to church tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'm, a bis- I'm a biscuit on Wednesday, and they're not going to feel bad about it because yeah. we're extremely fam- family-oriented, and, you know, that's the vibe that we give off, and, yeah. There's no man with chainsaw behind the corners. No, no. no. only on no. Halloween. Only on Halloween. Only on Halloween. Yeah. All the bodies are back there. All that, <laughs> that force back there, man. It's gonna be. How do I sign up <laughs> for the Halloween or for to be for the, the, the zombie thing? The uh, not the zombie, the chainsaw thing. Like either either end of the chainsaw. Jake, Jake How do I wants sign to be up? on the chainsaw committee. Chainsaw yeah. committee. Chainsaw committee. Chainsaw committee. He wants to wheel the chainsaw. The next beer name. I don't even have to wield oh, it. Oh, that would be great. I love it. Chainsaw committee. <laughs> I think that's one of those things that we've seen in the Houston area as of late, right? Is is these more of these pop-ups that are going on. People are not only just getting into the artistry of the beer, they're getting into the art that they're hanging on the walls, they're getting into the art of the food that they make. And everybody is getting their hands in all these different venues, right? Um I know my my daughter's boyfriend has already come and talked to you, uh Corbin Jimenez. Uh he's supposed to do a piece there. He's supposed to do a piece yeah. over there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of cool. It's kind of watching him grow. I'm plugging him right now because I want to make some stinking money because uh, he's dating that, my daughter. Because his uh, wedding is not going to be cheap. Oh, <laughs> d- don't say that, son of a bitch. Now I'm sweating. Okay. I like Corbin, firm handshake, looks you in the eye when he talks to you. Yes, he does. He brought his portfolio. He was prepared. And I told him, I was like, once we get our barrel program going, I like his line art that he does. And we talked extensively about his style. Mm-hmm. So I, once we get that barrel program going, I'd like to exclusively use him for our barrel-aged labels, right? I was like, we'll have a barrel-aged oh, nice. label, and we'll have... And we can probably get into this deeper in another segment, or the future segment. Yeah. <clears throat> but for our uh, Wild Ale bottles, too. Like, oh, keep yeah. the same artistry, uh-huh. but... Bend it towards the beer? Different, I guess you would say, art media. Mm-hmm. It's like mine is more like oil pastel watercolor uh for the barrels i wanted to do like line art kind Mm -hmm. of things like that differentiate but still keep the artistic kind of view and then for the wild they'll just have them just kind of do whatever so we talked extensively about that and uh so yeah i mean i i he's local he's young artist man i it's 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 a neat scene to to be around right now you know you got uh was it Blank Flag just just branded themselves? David Ooh, Flores, shout out my boy David, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. he's oh, doing some great yeah. stuff over there. You got uh, yeah. Andreas that's at Frost Town, and he's doing his Tilde means Tilde pop up. Like, there's yeah. all this cool shit that's happening yeah. in the Houston area, and it's fun to see you two guys kind of 
coming out of that and collabing and, and setting your own brick and mortar place, it's it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. So Man. speaking of collabs, though, since we're talking about art, uh, okay. Chainsaw Committee. Since me and Tim are great artists, can we uh, can we submit uh, uh, an art design for yeah, Chainsaw Committee's label? Okay, yeah. yeah, let's do it. I, I got the okay. stick figure. If you can do something with <laughs> oh, that. Oh yeah, I'm really good at stick figures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I'll I'll do the chainsaw. He does the stick figure. Okay. Yeah, done deal. Done. Multiple, Multiple yeah, oh, yeah. stick figures. Oh yeah, yeah. Like cut in half. <laughs> like yeah. Man. Yeah. The, the whole the whole piece will be black and red, and that's that's it. That's Look out! Submission use. coming soon. Submission coming soon. <laughs> now I am going to tell you this: the Barrel Age series. I don't know if you've ever had a barrel-aged beer in a hot tub in the winter. You should. But if you haven't, yeah. you're going to this winter. Right? So when you release, I'm going to hold you to it. I want you to coming over to the house. We're going to turn on the hot tub. Okay. You're going to get in, and we're going to introduce you. Now, I know that the hot tub concept has been... Would you, would you describe it as hit or miss? Yeah, I was going to say that first, but I, I think it's just it's not as accepted as you would think it is. Is it because of my body? Yes. Oh, okay. I just yes. want to make sure. Yeah, Definitely yeah, yeah. Definitely not because of my body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with the hot tub. So I think it's, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's been one of those things. It's been a blast, a journey. I think the biggest compliments that we've gotten of getting people in, or uh, it had to have been the, the Turkey Forest guys and Vince. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they, they all got in. Oscar, Oscar cracked me up. Oscar's like, I'm shy. I don't talk. I was going to tell Louie he's doing all the talking, but then I got in the hot tub. This is perfect. I love it. And so it, it turns into this fun thing, man. Yeah. And so we really would love to invite you to, to come and hang out, especially when you get that barrel-aged series, uh, because really that's, that's how this thing started. I loved drinking those dark, heavy beers outside in the cold weather, sitting in the hot tub, and just melting away. Yep. And, yeah, and, and, you know, going back inside and passing the fuck out. Dude, that's, uh, that's, that's the fun part of it. Yeah, we start pretty early too. I don't know yeah. if he mentioned that part. We yeah, started yeah. like nine a.m. and then Sleep. he goes inside I mean. <laughs> and falls asleep afterwards. <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah. Every every hot tub, maybe that's because I'm in the, my forties now. I yeah. don't know. It's like every time we have a hot tub beers episode, there's there's immediately followed by nap time. You guys, yeah. you guys ever get a broner? A broner? Oh, I did you just having a broner? Did you just cor- <laughs> <laughs> like? I don't wear compression oh. shorts for me. I wear oh. them for y'all. <laughs> oh, here it goes. Steve knows. So Steve, Steve is in the background taking pictures. The, the way we met Steve is we go to 11 Below. We pull up in the, uh, at the edge of the brew house, right? And uh, Jake and Jeff are in Speedos in the middle of everybody. And like Steve is just snapping pictures, room. right? So Steve has uh, images of Jake and Jeff in speedos burned into his uh camera lens uh and it is out there in all posterity yeah (laughs) yeah it's nice it's very nice yeah so you just scared him off from the hot tub i just scared him off i won't i won't wear my speedo not yet dude you you keep those images for the spank bank bro (laughs) (laughs) oh james james was supposed to be on hot tub beers Uh, (laughs) so Nah. Mm, well, <laughs> that's this. the other tenet of this. this podcast is horrible, horrible jokes. I was afraid um, we weren't gonna like devolve into something like nasty uh, without the hot tub, but it turns out we we're can at do misfit. Both. We're at misfit <laughs> brewing. Like it's uh, it, there. There's got to be some level of misfit behavior. Last time we drank this beer, we devolved into upper deckers, and it just went on oh. and on and on and on and on. I you forgot know, about that. Y'all want to hear about that? How we really met? 
Was it Don't tell me you upper deck it is out. Please tell me upper deck So we we met in a, a recovery group. Okay. We, for, we for were both decades? addicted to gas station boner pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't been there before. You know what? Yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. That's, uh, that's on that's on a the the yeah. brew schedule. The brew schedule. <laughs> we're broner, gas broner pills. Pill, gas station pills. pills. Oh, oh, that's beautiful, dude. Oh, oh my gosh! Helping middle-aged men everywhere. <laughs> oh, God bless you too. <laughs> People will have no idea. People have no idea. So are you well, gonna are you gonna brew are you gonna brew with gas station pills as an adjunct? Ooh. Uh, so listen, adjuncts are popular right now, Juan. At least I think horny goat weed is a herb. We'll just use that. Yeah. Well, Let's I was about to say, it, it, yeah. those gas station pills are what like horny horny goat weed, methamphetamine, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blood dilators, everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> goat weed meth beer. Like, Only a misfit. Yep. When's yeah. the last time you had Sudafed and Viagra in one take? <laughs> I missed you. Oh, you know what it should be called? All night long. <laughs> Dude, oh. neon logo at an angle. Oh, yep. look down. at that. We're I collaborating as we speak. I can do it, man. So, okay, this beer's really good. We're going to go back. I know we've rated this beer on the podcast before. So if you go back and you listen to my previous rating and it doesn't match up with my current rating, I don't really give a fuck. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to rate it right now. Oh, gosh. This is... I like the roasty flavors. I love the yeah. crushable. This, this to me, if I have a choice between this and Northwest Corridor, I'm going Draven all day long. Uh, no disrespect to Northwest Corridor, but I love this beer. Um, I'm going to go 3.89762. Um, I'm going to put one more one on that. 3.89762.1 is where I'm at on this one. Jake, do you, okay. do you, do you want to chime in? Good oh, beer. okay. Uh, I'm gonna go 3.79. Uh, just a little bit lower one. than Tim. Yeah, but yeah, for me, it's fantastic. It's dry, but not as fantastic as it is for me. Uh, yeah, of course not. <laughs> Tim has the Broner right now. Uh, uh, I, for me personally, I want to see just stay a little five bit inches more back carbonation out of it. Okay. I want to get like I want to get that like little bit of like that that carbonic acid bite, that little gotcha. bit of like extra, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's because it's so hot in here that that. Uh, I'm just like craving it, yeah. but that ice cold bite with that dry and that flavorful. Um, overall, man, it's a fantastic beer. I think I think that the flavor's right. I think everything else is right. The artwork is fantastic. The only thing is just the carbonation for me. Okay, sweet man, James, you're chiming um, in. I would have to agree with that. Uh, the carbonation is a little bit um, lackluster. Flavor-wise, I like the idea of you going with less ABV to make it like a super sessionable, um, especially that, that is a, you know, a black Pilsner. Yeah. Um, and I would have to give it maybe, man, this is my favorite beer, uh, three point, I don't know, 3.7 for what it is because Ooh, I haven't had many. You're kicking everybody's like, ass today. Dude, like, I, I, I'm just one-upping. <laughs> Look, but, but but for real, uh, Draven uh, is my yeah. favorite. My favorite beer here. Uh, Northwest Quarter is great, but yeah. Draven, the logo, I cook with it. Um, so I am favorite to Draven. Nice. So, yeah. Is this I, a 4.0? No, I think for like what Jake said, I think uh, 
to really give a good mind fuck with this beer, I think if I took out all of the dark flavor out of it and find a way to take all that out and only keep it in the aroma, uh, really would nail down the water profile and the carbonation. Okay. That way you can visually, and um, it's black, you smell it, you smell the dark stuff, and then you, you drink it, and it's not present. It just smells, it tastes like a Pilsner, right? Uh, um, so okay. for me, that would be my perfect Draven, like a complete mindfuck. Like yeah. Okay. So that's I see what I the kinda, concept. Like, it's like this beer is meant to be a beautiful mindfucking beer. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, three two for me um but i absolutely love this beer it's i i love it I, I love drinking it i love brewing it but obviously you know as as brewers and i'm sure like chefs man we are just people we just always try to find nitpick how it can be better but I, I i'm absolutely happy with this beer um i can't wait to see what the future holds for that beer but i think that would be kind of uh just more tweaking and just figuring yeah. out how to give a better mind fuck <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's my goal. Well, I tell you beer. what, yeah. it, it, from, from my perspective, I like the roasty flavors in yeah. that black pilsner. I, I, they, to me, that's something, I guess, as a consumer, I see yeah. where you're going, and I like yeah. the concept. Yeah. But for me as a consumer, I mean, you, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have more. I might have mindgasmed all over this microphone uh, from the mindfuck, <laughs> right? Um, it's, it's, it, it's a really nice beer, man. Yeah. And thank you for sharing it. I, I love the fact that you guys are coming in. Um, Jumping in our sense of humor and having a good time with us. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, so we're going to take one more quick break. We're going to come back with the Saison, correct? So I'm going to come back with a black version of the Saison that's in the bottle that we're going to have. So we'll compare nice. the two. Okay. And then we'll kind of uh, we'll just go for that. Nice. Sweet. Back in a moment. Are you looking for a house with a hot tub so you can be just like us? If so, you need to call Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor. He's a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Height, txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So we're sitting at a seance. Uh, black seance. Okay, so we're having your saison, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The name of the name of the original saison is what? Seance. Just plain seance. Yeah. So the black is just a dark seance. Dark yeah. seance. Yeah. Okay. So That's has anybody held at. a seance? Like, is this beer brewed with a seance, or do yeah. we use the beer for a seance? I seance. do the Se- I can't right before it. I brew. I I uh, make a pentagram with the grains. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and then yeah, then we kind of do the whole lighting the candles and things like that. So yeah. is that where the farmhouse flavor comes from? Is sitting on the ground with the grain, mm. evil spirits, and who, who are you that. summoning to help you brew this beer? Uh, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lucifer, maybe Lucifer. Uh, what what's the uh, uh, the big weird goat horned? Uh, Chupacabra? No, I mean, <laughs> no, that one too. Baphomet, was it? Yeah, uh, Baphomet. the goat, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the goat demon, but no, 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 the, the, the I'll, I'll figure it out. We've talked about it. We've, uh, gotten, we've talked about it, and, and we'll, we'll bring it up. That's one, of, that's one of the things in this podcast. We, we've really spanned the gamut. We've gotten, like, deep into the occult. Uh, when we had Vince on with Hammer Smash Face, um, that one got kind of dark, and then... Uh, we flipped all the way around to where we were having West Vlettern brewed by monks, uh, like holy beer meant West for Lent. 12. Oh, it was, yeah. yeah. We had uh, West Vlettern 12. We had West Vlettern, uh, was it six? We didn't have six. You we had all about of six. them but the blonde. 
Okay. okay. So nine and twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, by the way, uh, if you say monk boner enough on a podcast, ants come out of nowhere and bite <sighs> monk you. Like, fire yeah, ants. it was almost it was like wild. it was. It was almost like as soon as he started in with the blasphemy. Uh, there was no blasphemy. I was just talking about like monks and their burlap sacks with their boners rubbing against it. It's pretty common, right? Is and that and that's when, yeah, that's when yeah. insects came out of nowhere and yeah. started biting him. <laughs> if you go back and listen, it's exactly what happened. It really is, actually. The, the nose on this beer. The nose is incredible. It, it really is. So Thanks. there's there's hints of Draven in the nose. There's that dark roasty in there. But there's that sweet, sweet uh, funk on the back end that you would expect with a Saison. I have not tasted it. I have not put this in my mouth. Jake, have you? First of all, it was a Wendigo that I was thinking of. And yes, I didn't put it in my mouth. A Wendigo. A Wendigo. Okay. Am I the only one that has oh, a Wendigo? No. Okay, yeah. remember, remember we had, oh, a, we had a, a beer called it. the Wendigo. Exactly. Uh, Grodzinski from, uh, oh, it was Grod- up north. Grodzinski's are on the bucket list too, man. Oh, oh really have you had uh, New Magnolias? No. I've, the only one I've had is uh, Excalibur's and um, Live Oaks. I haven't had New Okay. Magnolias. That's oh, pretty shit. gnarly. That's pretty gnarly. That's what I'm saying. That's like, that would belong on a Misfit label, like, like... Summoning Wendigos. I mean, that's freaking like some cool shit, man. Hold that Jake's our Google it's, expert. It's like a barley wine name. Oh. Or some shit. I don't know. A barrel aged oh. barley wine. So, can we get a barrel aged Wendigo then? Yeah. Like, just like a fucking monster. Just like a crazy Native American monster. Just like. On release, they will have one coming out of the woods. A real down Wendigo. Oh, that's. Okay, so this beer. Yeah. This beer's nice. Thank you. This beer's oh, this is okay. This this one may this one may up Draven a little bit, but this one is this one is a little bit more sophisticated than Draven. Like Draven, I want to sit on the back porch and just drink over and over and again. I might want to spend the night with Draven. This one, I'm gonna put like rose petals on the bed. Um, you know, Draven Draven might be my yeah. one night stand that I call when I'm lonely. Um, this one Do you might be the one you take home. Sounds? You could. I don't there's know. There's no, could if you there, there's no standard. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't think yeah. if, if I'm gonna do a seance. Rose petals. Rose petals. Yeah. Would you would you yeah. would you and take this beer to bed with the rose petals? Absolutely. Yeah, this is a commitment. <laughs> this is a commitment <laughs> beer. Good. Nice, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a commitment beer. Yeah. I like it. See, I, I feel like this is like a whole new like depth of questions though. It's like what would your like pentagram for a seance seance like seance be made of? And like we got like grain and we got like Brisket and rose petals. Brisket like. and rose petals. I like it. Yeah, that's hilarious. This is it, it is a really nice beer. I love the roasty flavors on it, but that that backbone of the 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 saison, it's not overly funky. It's not something that because saisons can be, I guess, in my opinion, a little tricky. Like people that are introduced to them, it can it can turn them off because there are some crazy flavors in there. This yeah. one. It has those flavors in there, but the roasted malt in it, it just really kind of mellows it and just kind of brings you in and embraces you. I, I, man, I really enjoy this beer, Jake. I'm sorry. I'm just like. Go, oh, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Just go ahead and throw that mic and tell us all about it. <laughs> the, the, the yeast on here, so to, to that point, there's a, so a traditional Saison, like it's made with the, the yeast right now. I'm sure you know it's like a DuPont yeast. Okay. Um, so. Those are like the real funky ones, and then there's obviously some that are wild ale saisons. Um, so those are the real funky ones, um, and I appreciate those just as much. Um, but this one here, it's a Omega Labs. They make um, 
a hybrid of a French and a Belgian strain saison, so they kind of blended those together. Um, but they took it. So a lot of people don't like the bubblegum ester of like Belgian strains okay. um, that that yeast gives off. So they kind of took those those out, and they accentuated the French saison phenols, which is kind of um, what you're getting. It's not like uh, like if this had more Belgian characteristics, it'd be I think it'd be too sweet. It wouldn't be as um, what it is right now. Like that's the reason I picked that that yeast because I personally don't like um, the flavors and esters and the characteristics that Belgian strains kind of give off. Okay. Um, so I more like the French strains. So. But either way, man, it's uh, I use the same yeast for both beers, um, which is awesome. But it is awesome. I guess when you bring that up. There's almost like I almost get the Belgian on the nose, but the French in the mouth. Uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, I went to I went to a nightclub like that once. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> End up in a hostel. No, man. there was no videos, but we can go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so like Draven, I did uh, all the dark malts at like kind of the end, end of the mash, kind of keep the extraction of flavors and stuff to a minimum. Uh, I did sage and rosemary in here. Um, like I said, it's just the seance name. It's just when you go to a traditional seance, those are the herbs. That yeah, they're I burning. like that. Yeah, that's cool, um, dude. Yeah, it just kind of, and like I said, this was for one of the, uh, an event we were supposed to have, so I made it black. Um, and it was just like, it's just an experiment. I was like, let me see if I can make this beer in black. And that's how it came out. So, so I, I love what you've been talking about with the grains. Like we've, we've talked several times on the podcast about, you know, a hop schedule. And where I'm putting in the hops, where or at what point, uh, in order to get more bitterness, to get more aroma, to what it, whatever it is. But you're the first person, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's talking it about putting different grains in at different intervals to extract different things from the grain. Um, that that's a pretty cool concept. I'd never thought about that before. So you're got you have a base recipe that you're brewing this with, but right. you're putting in darker grains at a different temperature just for more color, color. and aroma at the end. Yeah. That's, well, that's pretty my cool. theory, right? Like so, the more I brew Draven, and the more I brew beers like this, right? It's just kind of um, anecdotally, I'm like, okay, if I'm putting in at this temperature for this amount of time, this is the end product for this beer. This beer. Draven and uh, the dark seance, the temperatures are different as far as when I put the dark grains in. So I can anecdotally be like, okay, getting more here, less here, or yeah. vice versa, right? Um, yeah, like I did a, and I think uh, when I try to do the dark sour, it was the same thing. So I think that's one of our beer roulette beers, but um, same oh, thing. I, yeah. I used uh, a chocolate malt and a Berliner base, which okay. I've tried to make it as, I try to make it black, but uh, it's, turned out pretty maroonish but it was pretty it's has a beautiful color so um but yeah, I mean, that's that's the beauty of brewing man it's just i mean you can do whatever you want and if it tastes good to you man it tastes good to you i mean yep. you brew, I, yeah. brew the beer that you like right or you do what well, you do whatever you want like there's no nobody can tell you what the fuck like to do like I'm, for me that's my attitude like you can tell me my beer is shit i like it I love that. So, yeah, recently yeah. we got third out of three in a homebrew contest. Uh, we scored third place is what I heard. Yes, it was third place. third place. It was third place. I liked it. So fuck them. Yeah. 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 It was good. Uh, uh, it, it featured, I'm going to ask you right here on the podcast, can I put it on tap at Thistle? There's some left. No. Jake. Legally, no. Legally. Legally. Okay. Legally. I, I would so... Know. You, yeah. you didn't hear it here first. It's not on tap at Thistle. 
This guy knows free what he's cats to about. go though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that actually is true. You could do that. Free cans to go. Crowler. Do em. release, man. Yeah. Can't them up. Yeah. I'll let you borrow my crowler. My oh fuck yeah. Machine. I'll get like six it's stickers about to printed. Go down. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love the I love the conversation about. Okay, so I have this beer. I want to build it into something uh, different. I want to try it as dark, right? Evolving that beer. So I want to apply that to both you guys in this business, right? So you went from you know pop ups and brewing in your garage to collaborating with a brewery, building your own spot, coming in and helping him with the kitchen. Where is this going? What 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 is next for for Nomad and Misfit? Unlike Doge, we're going to the moon. Oh, okay, uh, yes. Oh, nice. Hard hit on all crypto right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> that that I, might I, be I, the first crypto joke. Hey, gambling yeah. is gambling. I, I <laughs> yep, deleted my Robin Hood app. Uh, Fuck I that. Had, <laughs> had Anyways, God. yeah. But I mean, like, Refuse. to that point, like, James is the same thing. Like, he does, uh, you can correct me, Mole and uh, his... Uh, Chorizo Diablo, like yeah, it's dark a, mole. a dark mole. Oh, shit, I don't dude. even see that. It's literally like a pitch black sausage. <laughs> it's what it is, and it's That's but it's bad. a sausage link, right? Like yeah. he makes it his own. It's like, yeah. and it's like, a, I mean, I could go on all day about it, but I mean, all day about James's sausage. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know, if we get him the hot tub, I might do the same. <laughs> <laughs> Compression shorts all around. <laughs> You, you remember yeah. like the old school radio where like like they uh, they had all the, like the horrible buttons that made sounds and like everything was like super dirty and you're like yep. those guys are weird like who actually listens to this and they're super popular I feel like we've evolved into this a little bit I just pushed one of those back buttons to, uh, that's oh that's direction. trombone oh that was the trombone I don't know what button I, I think pressed you just but sad I put trombone to me <laughs> oh oh hashtag innuendo uh, <laughs> as far as we're going man I think there's a lot of um, boss sport. Um, there's a lot of plants, so like kind of, so the brew house is in here, kind of back here, kind of got it closed off, but, um, this will actually replace with a new container. Um, okay. This will actually be kind of our barrel room here. So we'll have barrels along that far wall here. Um, eventually like as the remodel phases come about, we'll have hopefully HVAC here. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be awesome. Hold on. Um, and then so we occupy probably a third of what the property is um, so we'll eventually have like either like volleyball or like um, cornhole kickball just recreational stuff down the line we might do like a satellite little mini container tap room down the, the property line um, the sky's the limit and I think like I want to do like a mini Wildale brewery in a container down the line you know, catch native yeast in this property and see, oh, see what that happens. Um, so do we do we have a Jonathan Shannon collab coming? Yeah, probably. All right, well, call me because oh, I want to be there. I should I yeah. should have brought. I have three bottles left of uh, Kelly's the it's like flowers du mall or something like yeah. the bad flowers. Um, I don't know if you've ever been over here. Like real close to you, there's a liquor store called Fairbanks Liquor. Okay, so it's on Telgi. Uh, Fairbanks Liquor, you go in there, and in the back corner, there's the most ridiculous craft beer section really? I've ever seen in my entire really? life. Yeah, so you got to go in, got to go check it's it out. It's better than Thistle? It, it, Damn. No, because it's not better than Thistle. The, uh, the West Coast. 
This, this little thistle's going to have the West Coast. That's why. But yeah. it's got some cool rare shit. Like, yeah. I went in there one time, and so I'm going up there, and I found one of Kelly's beers, Kelly's yeah. old brewery, took a picture of it and sent it to him. I was like, dude, is this your beer? Did you brew it? He's like, yeah, my daughter did the art for that beer. Where'd you find it? I didn't know any of it still existed. And so I bought him out of it, which was three bottles, and I drank one, and I've got three bottles left of the house. So now y'all know why I don't show Tim the cool stuff at Thistle. Why? Because I buy it out? Because you talk shit about it. I didn't talk Tim, to I want to oh. assault you. Assault you? <laughs> you look pretty oh, big. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, I, I love that idea. Like To me, that was one of the most fascinating things about Sours. That, like, they take you on a complete and total different trip, right? And it, the, capturing that wild yeast is, to me, that's like bringing the local hyper-local. Right? Yeah. Like, I absolutely love it because that's the flavors that you're going to step out your back yeah. door. I used to have a, when I, when I homebrewed, and I guess still I, one time in the last six years, well, we got third place out of three. Um, the, uh, I, I brewed a honey wheat, and, and I loved the honey wheat that I brewed. Um, but when we would move houses, and eventually, it's because my other profession, I, uh, I coach. And so, you know, moving for coaching jobs, every time I brew, I brew with the local honey from whatever town we were in, that honey wheat. And yeah. it had a little bit of different profile each time, but that was, that's some of the yeah. fun of it, dude. Uh, are we rating this beer or are we just going straight to, to the other one? So, oh, okay, sorry. so yeah. let's, well, let's debate about that because I, I, while we're talking, those, those wheels are spinning in my head. I don't know if we should rate it as one or rate it as two. Two. You rate it as two beers? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's go ahead and do, let's go ahead and do the Dark Seance first then. Jake, since it was your idea, I'm gonna throw you under the bus first. Rate the dark seance. Well, I, I just I had to, I had to bring it back because there's so much to talk about with this beer. Um, obviously, carbonation has been a topic today. Fan freaking tastic. Uh, so the parameters of a saison is actually very very large considering flavor profile. Like there's a lot that can go with it, but there's also kind of like an understanding of what that traditional flavor profile is. You know, yeah. there is a direct line where we think saison Dupont and all of these other major yeah. ones. And the way you've hit this uh, in that respect is so dead on. Uh, it is so well balanced. And then you, you, you did a, a, a take on it being the dry roasted malt. You kind of bring that kind of extra depth to it. Yeah. It's fan freaking tastic. Uh, hands down, so far, this is the best beer I've had today. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't praise you enough for this one. If Thank you, you didn't yeah. say... Uh, what lavender, tarragon, and sage? Is that what you said? No, lavender, sage, and so this one only has rose. Uh, I'm sorry, has sage and uh, rosemary. Sage and rosemary, but yeah. the next one has lavender. This one has okay. lavender in it. Yeah. So sage and rosemary. I would not have picked that out right away. It's so well incorporated and so well balanced in there. It's more of one inside gotcha. that beer, and yeah. that's freaking cool. If you really go digging, I, I feel like you can start kind of pulling apart some of these things. But it's just it's it's balanced. It's nice. It's blended. It's it's just a phenomenal beer. I think you hit the style on the head for not being the style, uh, which is kind of weird. So yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go first. three yeah. three point nine five three point nine five on that Thanks, one. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit under than you, and it it, it, it may be it may be because I I cheated and tried the next one. Um, <laughs> but I I'm gonna agree with you on. And, and really all your fronts, I, I really like that roasty roastiness added to the Saison and the way that it, that, that it balanced out those Saison flavors. Um, I, I don't know. I'm a geek about dark beers anyway. And any time I love dark lagers, which I'm, I'm super glad you pulled out the Draven again. I'll keep rating that one on the show as long as people keep serving it to me. Um, 
but the 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 dark twist on on the say side I thought was beautiful. Um, like I said, like it was a sophisticated beer. It was a commitment beer. That was a beer I was gonna take home uh, to mom. Um, I, I'm I'm just gonna go three point nine zero on that one. You said three point nine five. I'm going three point nine zero. That's that is a. I, I'm gonna dip my feet in the pool with that beer in the summertime and just kick back and enjoy it. I, I really like that one. Really yeah. like that one. James, you're up. So, um, like Jake said, my favorite beer of the night as well. Uh, you you nailed the you nailed the saison profile um, with the dark malts, and I mean, I think I think it worked out beautifully. Uh, that's definitely my favorite beer of the night. Um, that's my first time having it, so I I have not had that before. Ah, dark saison version. Yep, my my first time. But yeah, I will um, give it a three point nine six. Three point nine. Oh, yeah, taking a lot of tips from Tim James over here. is playing the game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Juan, how close to perfect? Three point six six six. Oh, look Hail at that. All right, yes, yeah. okay. <laughs> It was meant to be. These guys fit into the hot tub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> is beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what you would do I, to make it perfect. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I'd probably, um, I'd want to make it funkier, I think. Um, okay. Just a little bit. I don't, I mean, I think the body on that beer is really good. I Drinking that, that beer and this beer that just came out of the bottle, I think um, this... The bodies are a little bit different. Okay. Um, I think the dark saison hits more of the saison style than this one does. Okay. Right, right now, right? But um, we'll get into this beer here in a little bit. So uh, the dark saison, and I don't even know if I would want to make it better. Ask my first time doing that beer. Um, I think it's probably as close as four to me, but I. I've never brewed one. I've never had one before. Yeah. Um, but I just want to do the 666, so I, I can't go over <laughs> four. So I'm going to do three, like 3.666. But, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, that's um, – I, we had an event. I just wanted to do, like, just black beers, and I just wanted to – sat and brainstormed with my girlfriend, and we were like, hey, how many styles can we do with black? And we just kind of went down, but different styles. Yeah. Right? So – I'm um, so in for the whole ride. Yeah, that one yeah. fit. The whole ride. That was good. Yeah. I liked. I was really happy with it, um, but it's not for everybody. I think it takes people, and that, and like beers like that, it's there's that void like here in Cyprus, right? Like you know, everybody drinks you know, lagers, you know, IPAs, sours, but stuff like this is kind of more like you need to sit down and be more intimate with it and mm-hmm. really um, educate people on it, like kind of what how this style can be so broad, kind of how Jake said, but still just how different but similar it can be. And, um, and that's kind of what I want to bring here is um, if somebody comes and drinks like a Saison and like, hey, I really like that beer because they're into floral, funky, just kind of like those esters. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll come back for it and they'll tell somebody, be like, hey, you need to try the Saison. Like, well, I don't drink Saisons. Like, but try this one, right? Yeah. Just try it. Um, and that's just how just how beer works, man. It's just um, – so, yeah, I mean – Hopefully this will be a first of many, and I will probably brew that beer as close as. Okay, so as, yeah. now we now we have the seance in our hands, right? The yeah. the original, the backbone. So yeah. 
aside from the the lack of roasted malts in this in this beer, what is the difference between this one and the dark seance? This one doesn't have um, rosemary. It has lavender and it has apricot in this one. Lavender and apricot. Okay. And then, and then this one, I hopped it like an IPA. Okay. What hops did you use? Medusa. Uh, I use Medusa hops in this one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, why Medusa hops? Because the name. <laughs> and then I use it because of the name, and then I think the profile was just like floral, citrus, had like lemon, sort of real like earthy, citrusy type of flavors, not more mm-hmm. tropical. So I feel like uh, that would probably play well with the uh, the yeast strain. Yes. Um, so I like I would have used a citra like in a saison. Personally, I wouldn't. I'm sure people do it, but. Um, but I liked it. You know, it's neo Mexicanist type of strain of hop of what Medusa is. So, okay. Uh, that's the reason I picked it. Plus, the name really fit. And I was like, fuck yeah. it, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I think the ABV on this one's higher than actually the black one. I think this one is uh, 6%. I think the black, the dark seance, I'm sorry, is, uh, I think it's 5%. It's a little bit, uh, I mashed it uh, uh, a little bit different than this one. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, the same yeast strain, the same uh, the blend, um, but I just kind of made it. I, when I released this beer, it was kind of spring, summer, so I wanted something lighter, and that's why I did the lavender and the apricot, and um, I did all that, and I took out a lot of the uh, dark herbal stuff. Okay, but I, I kept the sage. Sage is pretty universal with yeast. Well, time, I, but. well, I, I, I just just aside from having the sage flavor in there and the sage kind of aroma. I, I just think it fits with a seance beer anyway, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they're going to go burn sage, clean the house up before you come in and move in, right? Yeah. I, I love that idea of it. Um, this beer, on the nose, is far more funky than the other one. On the, it's, But it is, I don't, I don't know, this one, it, it's inviting me as well. Like, you can tell that it's got the same backbone as the dark seance, but it also is, like, sophisticated. It's It's like a... It's like a nice table wine to me. Like, to me, this is an after-dinner beer. This is something that after I've had a nice meal, I want to kick back. I'm going to split a bottle of this with my wife and just kind of float off into the rest of the evening. There's really nice flavors there that that fit that you you wouldn't... I don't know. I guess if you're not into saisons, you're not into different types of beer, you're thinking beer is supposed to take lot, taste like a Coors Light, Miller's Light, Bud Light. This is going to take yeah. you on a completely different journey but man, it's a beautiful journey. This is a good one. I, I really enjoy this. Yeah, tasting is a little bit sweeter too than the uh, the yeah. dark. It one, is, so. and I'm assuming that's going to be. You could the, taste the apricot yeah, in there, yeah. right? And then it's, but I don't know. It fits with that style. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to have that citrus in that style. You're going to have. I mean, there, there's almost this this pseudo Belgian in there, right? Where you have the bubble gum and the. Yeah. Uh, what am I thinking? There's Clove? a fruit that I'm thinking. Oh, fruit. Banana. Banana. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it almost gets to that point, but it doesn't quite get there, yeah. if that makes sense at all. Yeah. James, do you do you uh, cook with this beer? No. No, I do not. Um, this would be great with ice cream. Yeah. Ooh. I, I would. I could. Um, but right now, <clears throat> the, the menu that we have will, will change again shortly. Okay. But everything that we cook with Draven will, will stay. Uh, we also have beer cheese, too, um, and then uh, ale mustard. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, would, I, I could utilize it. I can, I can cook with anything. If, it, 
So what's what's the next secret thing coming out of Nomad's Kitchen? What's the next like that that people are gonna hear first on Hot Tub Beer Podcast? What's Man, the future dude. of Nomad Kitchen that they're gonna be able to come out to Misfit Outpost and taste? You really wanna know the answer? I do. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Does it... They're looking deeply like, into each other's eyes. I'm scared. Fuck. Gas station boner pills. Sausage, dude. Gas station Done. boner pill sausage. Yeah. Mm. yeah Love it. Yeah. Soon. yeah. yeah. Um, but no, realistically... Uh, Is that a sausage in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> How hilarious would it be if it was a sausage? Like, just straight up just pulled a greasy sausage out of his pocket. Like, oh, no, this was... This is for later. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It could I heard you got a pastrami today. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, we have uh, pastrami and um, it's pretty good. The feedback's pretty good. Nice. Uh, yeah, I we don't have uh, I don't have any uh, specific plans to introduce anything like super special. Mm-hmm. Um, my staff uh, in the kitchen is only about uh, three weeks to two. And we're getting dialed in. So what I'm trying to focus on right now is honing in on all of our original recipes and consistency. Consistently getting them down perfect every time. Because okay. we have volume. When it comes on the, when it comes to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's packed. I mean, we we have volume in the kitchen. The, the more volume you have, the the quality can take a downward trend. And we're trying to keep up with volume and maintain quality. Nice. So I'm only focusing on what we do best right now, dialing that in. And once we build out more of the kitchen, we have a we have a base coming soon where we're going to build out the kitchen. Uh, we're going to demo a portion of the old kitchen and build more. I need room to make sausage. Uh, I need, you know, but yeah, we have some cool shit coming down the line. Nice. But nothing in the uh, immediate forecast. Nothing in the media forecast. Yeah. Hell yeah. That we're going to tell you on this podcast. I'm excited. You got to come out to. GSBP. GSBP. So, how did that happen? Like, we all both that's, reaching that's for the same on one the at the same time in the middle of a gas station. I was just about to say, you should, send them, you should send them the link to that video or send them the video. He was out of town, like, privately catering. So, like, was it like a, a metal band or like a. Uh, are you doing a music? Thing, right? Yeah, we uh, shout out to um, Animals as Leaders and Intervals, my homies. Uh, we I, I cater to like like prog and like metal bands and shit. And we went to Austin to uh, feed Animals Leaders and Intervals. And uh, yeah. He, oh yeah, well I mean he uh, he's I think they're back at the Airbnb or something. He's you know pulling out this Nomad barbecue charcuterie board on this kitchen island pulls out the brisket slab and he un- unveils it and he's like all the gas station boner pills in the world couldn't prepare you for this like, <laughs> like brisket slab right and it's like beautiful and it's like the perfect thing so after that uh we kind of were like that should be a pills name there you go yeah, so yep just bp pills pills yeah yep Okay, we are expecting GSB a formal pills, invite though, to right? the release yeah. of, of yeah. GSBP. Yeah. yeah. GSB pills. GSB pills. Yeah. yeah. The P would be capitalized, but ILS would be. And nobody would know unless they listen to this podcast or watch the video of, you know, 
on the internet, but everyone's like, yes, be Or drink too much and walk out pitching a tent. I, yeah, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for saying this, but isn't like uh, like one of those rape drugs like GHB, or is that just the drugs people get fucked off of? Man, uh, there's, a oh. man there's an old... There's only yeah, one way to find out, man. Fight, well, no, Jake. I was just saying We're GS- all laughing and having fun, and Jake am, brings I, I sexual am, assault into it. I am unsure of the answer to that, but I know that there's an old-school punk band called, I think, GHB Supercharger or something, so that, that, may, be, <laughs> that may carry truth. I've only, oh. I've only heard third-hand stories about people getting fucked up on it for themselves, so I don't know. I just, I've heard the name before GHB or GH... Yeah, GHB, that's GHB. why I was thinking uh, GS. We'll find out pills. later. Well, before we get if too far down the uh, boner pill path, I want to go ahead and rate the seance. Okay. Um, it's, it's close to another worldly experience. I'm, I'm close to, to communicating with another, uh, another venue. Uh, this, is, this is a great beer. I love the flavors on it. I love the adjuncts that you use for the Saison. Um, they do a really good job of highlighting that beer. I don't think they overpower that beer. Man, they all fit really well in balance. Um, this is something, like I said before, this is, this is something sophisticated. Like Draven, I want to hang out with Party With. The Dark Seance, the Seance, I just want to spend the evening with. I want to back down. I want to slow down. I want to. I want to savor my time with it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 3.95 on this one. I'm gonna go okay. a little bit higher than the dark seance, uh, just because I really do appreciate all those different flavors that are in there. Um, and I like. I like the saison funk. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy this beer. I think the black saison seance. I can't even say it. Seance is better. I really do. Um, so on the nose, it's lots of apricot on the nose. But when yeah. you taste it, may, I did a, a liquor tasting this afternoon. My life is weird. Uh, <laughs> and so one of the biggest things, that's, I, I bring that up because it's, it's been so recent for me that the flavor itself comes off almost like an orange liqueur, which okay. is really, really cool. But it's crazy on how much apricot you get off the nose, but the body transforms <clears throat> into like an orange liqueur, like kind of like a little bit of that sweetness. Um, I feel like for a Saison, it might veer pretty far on the parameters. It still definitely tastes in, but it, it pulls pretty far. Uh, overall, it's, I mean, it's a great beer, great carbonation, great flavor, uh, but I kind of miss that, that like very iconic, like delicate yeah. format of, of a Saison. So I'm just going to go 3.82. It's still really, really good, okay. uh, but I'd like yeah. to see it personally a little bit more delicate, a little yeah. bit more, I don't yeah. know. No, I agree. I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, I think, I think um, and I don't know if it was, if it transformed in the bottle or not, um, but yeah, I agree. I think the body of it is a little bit too heavy for a traditional Saison. I would like some more of that phenol classic Saison out of it. Um and I think that paired with like a lighter body, a crisper body, with the fruit and all that stuff, I think it would have been pretty damn good. So I'd go like three three point one on this one. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So James, your last one. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna part from my my consensus being on the upward trend tonight, but I am not a I am not a uh, Saison fan. I am, I'm, I've never been. And uh, the, the 
seance was really good. Uh, that was my favorite beer tonight. But I am, uh, I am, I am not a fan. I, I'll give it a three. And uh, just, just I, I just want to give a play by play. Looks like a double cheeseburger with bacon just got laid down with the most beautiful bun on it. That deserves to be in a commercial. Like, they, here, you, you, you guys can, here. We need to take I'll, a, I'll Steve, can you get a picture yeah. of this? Yeah. Uh, if, if, you need to hunt down whoever yeah. the fuck made that burger. Like, hunt them down and Stop. be like, bro, never make it different again. Like, that is a beautiful never burger. Never make it different again. Like, oh my God. Like, there is, like, 4.0 out of 4.0 for aesthetics. Uh, Absolutely gorgeous. I can only yeah, imagine it tastes twice huh? as good. Yeah. I told him to bring in a burger or something afterward. Uh, okay. Dude, that uh, is. What we have. Uh, oh, let me back to the same song. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I got a little so, excited. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a three even, even which is my, three even, which is my lowest score of the evening, only because I am not, I don't like Belgians. I don't like Saisons. Um, I don't like, uh, I used to be a fan of uh, barley wines, but I don't like rich. I don't like soft, round mouthfeels. I love bitterness, whether it's uh, West Coast, you know, Third Coast, or, or in any IPA. Um, but I like bitter, and I like, uh, I'm not an adjunct guy. I love traditional. I love pills. I love lagers. Um, so I agree with that. And then with that being said, that's Texan as fuck. Uh, one of our staple burgers. Mustard, jalapenos, bacon, and uh, seasoned curly fries. And oh, fuck we yeah, sell dude. the fuck out of it. What's, Hell yeah. That's the little name. Texan as fuck. Texan yeah, as, as fuck. That's the nice. little name, yeah. What, what's your patty size on that? Like, obviously, it looks like a smash burger. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, so, those are uh, both four ounce patties. Four ounce patties, yep. smash, mustard, cheese, crispy bacon. bacon. jalapeno. And that's, that's the thin, like, crispy crunchy bacon like that's not the big flat soggy one yeah, that you... that, so we only use right brand bacon um, right brand yeah right brand the traditional american brand thick cut and uh yeah oh my god is that a triple or a double it's a triple holy son shit. of a bitch yeah so i tell you what that's what 12 we're... ounces of all american beef with some right <laughs> 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 texas texas oh. double the cheese put the mustard got me some I'll pickles get, i'll get you guys uh, a couple knives and you guys can yeah so that's what i, I that, yeah that's what i want to lead into like so here in just a second we're going to end this episode right okay. and so what we're going to do is we're going to come back so if you're listening to the end of this episode and you're paying attention all the way through hot tub beers you'll be rewarded uh because i haven't decided whether we're going to do this as a bonus episode or a hidden track um we're going to a little bit when we close out this episode we're going to play hot tub beer roulette <clears throat> with Misfit Outpost and try a little Texan as fuck and rate the fuck out of all of it um, and have a good time. So, guys, if you're listening to the podcast and you like what you're hearing, please make sure that you're following us on our Instagram page. Make sure you like, subscribe. Um, you, there's a link in our bio. You can click that link. You can find us on any podcatcher that you listen to. Um, you can rate us on Spotify. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts. If you rate us anything less than a 5.0, you're probably a coward. So man coward. up. Rate us at a 5.0. Give us a great review. And if you don't, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. If 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 you don't, yeah, just 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 keep it in your back pocket and shut the fuck up. Um, we 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 enjoy you listening to us. Please make sure there is also a link on our bio to support us financially. If you'd like to keep the hot tub warm, you can support us financially for as little as ninety nine cents a month for as much as three hundred million. <laughs> a <50 month>. bucks. <laughs> guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're coming out to Misfit uh, Outpost. Make sure you're trying some Nomad uh, Nomad food. Make sure you're trying some Misfit beer. And until next time, enjoy your hot tub beers, guys. Cheers. 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 Hot tub beers. Slip on. Stouts, pilsners, boxing weeks Having hot tub beers Just my friends and me Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers So Special bonus episode because we're having too much fucking fun here at uh, Misfit Outpost. So we're going to play a little bit of Misfit Beer Roulette. Now, Juan, I'm going to get you to tell us the two beers that are in the cans. Um, I want you to describe both beers. Uh, We don't know which is which. We don't know what is in our glass right now. We're going to take complete guesses at it. Um, But while you're doing that, I'm going to taste this hamburger that is Texan as fuck, um, <laughs> made by Nomad, that partners with you here at yep. uh, Misfit Outpost. So go ahead, Juan. Tell us what we might be drinking. Um, well, this beer this is a sour ale. Oh, you already know. Yeah. All right, it's only it's 50-50 chance here. 50-50 chance. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what are our two beers? Uh, so this is a beer called, I forgot what we call it. Oh, Rainbow in the Dark is what we call this beer. Mm-hmm. Good name. Ron James Deal. So the, the, the purpose <laughs> of behind the name was kind of um, making a, as close to a black, sour Berliner base as we could. Um, we did, um, there's a malt out there that just came out. I don't know if it just came out, but... Um, it's pretty popular now. It's called Cookie Malt, similar to Biscuit. A lot of breweries are using it for like pastries, like like or I'm sorry, pastry beers. I, I would say. Anyways, it just adds like a different dimension to some of the base. But anyways, this beer has raspberry and uh, I'm sorry, blackberry and cherry, and we conditioned it on cacao nibs. So the the idea behind this beer was to make it as dark as possible but still bring a lot of, like, bright fruit, tropical flavor and aroma out of it. Um, so basically it's just a rainbow buried in darkness, so kind of the flavor buried in the color of the beer. Okay. That's kind of the premise behind the, the name. Um, but anyways, so for this beer, like, the base malt, um, I wanted – I knew that I was going to condition it on cacao nibs, which is, like, a real dark just chocolate kind of flavor that it gives off. So in the mash, in the last 
couple last third of the mash I grabbed some chocolate malt and I threw it in the, at the end of it to try to extract the color and then some of the flavor out of it right okay. so um, it's just one of those things like we mentioned earlier it's just like you mimic you try to manipulate so many things in the process of beer not only like just in hops but because you mash first right in grains before you throw in hops and do all this stuff so um, manipulating both this kind of a different beast as opposed to just one so for me it's right now I'm, right now I'm in a point of like my brewing um, I guess realm of manipulating as much of the mash and grains where everything is converted into into wort um, as much as possible and learning as much as I can so this one like I said it, it I threw in chocolate malt in a Berliner base recipe which is not really traditional uh, we from you know we kettle soured it we fermented it as normal conditioned it on cherry blackberry and uh, cacao nibs and um, yeah that's kind of what we were kind of going for like um, like a chocolate covered berry really um, it, I'll, I'll say this so it does not taste like it looks excuse me in the sense that I'm looking at it it looks like a sour out of a horror movie in a sense like it looks dark it looks grimy it looks like you know it's gonna creep up behind you and stab you in the back but when you taste it I want to make friends with it it's it's uh the flavors there are really, really yeah. nice. If if you spend too much, I, I, I like the fact that it's in a can. You can't see what it looks like before you taste it. Yeah. Um, when you pull it out, um, it, and I don't say that in the sense that the 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 uh, visual of the beer is off putting, but the visual of the beer is in contrast to what it tastes like. Right. Um, yeah. There is. I, I love that dark cherry. I love that. It, and I, I like the. We we talked about this in the earlier episode. The fact that you're playing with these malts at different intervals in the mash mm-hmm. um, and that you're putting that dark chocolate in towards the end, mm-hmm. it it just hides visually what you're doing on the other end and it, it fits. It really is. There's a hint of dark chocolate. It doesn't I'm not I'm not tasting a cherry covered in dark chocolate. I'm tasting a cherry just kinda touched with dark chocolate. Yeah. What do you think, Jake? Have you thought So your your biggest thing is like, you know, uh how black can we make it, right? Yeah. Have you thought about going with squid, squid ink, you know, like an actual ingredient that's not going to leave oh, flavor in it? Oh, that's interesting. No. Um, and I think that just kind of... Um, I think it's cheating? It, I wouldn't say the word cheating, but keeping it as... I It'd be know. a cracking beer. Yeah, I mean... I think I, that'd be so fun that when you yeah. look out to your it, crowd... And everybody has these stained black mouths. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever played with squid ink, but no. like depending on uh, how yeah. much you use, I mean, it can really stain some things. Um, yeah, but like I think like for that sense, like, and I don't like this isn't any statement like towards anybody that uses like extracts or anything like that. I mean, it's just or it's okay. Feel free. It's like if I want to make like a let's say like a like voodoo doll. Like you guys had voodoo yeah. doll, right? We did related it. We so, judged it on like the podcast. That beer was supposed to be like a. Forgive me if like you have any Polish listeners. I think it's called a poxy. Is like the donut. It's like a. It's a Mardi Gras type of uh, pastry. It's we like don't a, listen to what the Polish listeners yeah. say anyway. So my so for like for that beer, it was like you mimic as much as you can naturally with grains manipulation. You know, 
however you can do it in the brewing process without actually throwing the actual adjunct in it. Okay. That's for me is my, my biggest drive and my creativity is like, how can I make a pastry beer without throwing pastries in it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is there lactose in this beer? No, I'm, Oh, God bless you, sir. Yeah, I, I did not. Yeah. Uh, that's probably one thing that you probably won't ever find in a Mr. Beers. Lacto- mm. One, I'm lactose intolerant. And two, <laughs> uh, you can just smell it, man. Like, like when I have beers that have lactose in it, like, you know, milkshake IPAs or whatever have you, it just mutes everything else in that beer. Like for me, and it's just not, and I mean, I get it. Like some people do sours with lactose because you have to balance the sweet. Like the sweet and sweet and sour, yes. right? And I, and I get it, um, but there's other ways around it. And but you know, different brews have different wants and needs, man. I, I think and, it's and, a shortcut to thinking. I think lactose is a shortcut to thinking when it comes to brewing. Uh, I, I, I don't like that. Uh, you're first. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I love opinionated people on yeah. the podcast. I fucking hate so. lactose and beer. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn. All right, I don't, I don't hate lactose and beer, but I do think we should have a national campaign. That it must be in big bold letters on the beer if there's lactose involved. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Yeah, yeah. why is it yeah. not? Like they're allowed to well, exclude they, it off labels. They call it milk sugar now, or they call it oh yeah, marshmallow fluff. What a f- whatever there's, the fuck. There's it is, been a man. few so beers. Much- oh, look, marshmallow fluff is like horse hooves. All right, two different things. Horse hooves. <laughs> What's Jake. going on here? <laughs> What's going on? Marshmallow now? is made from gelatin, and gelatin this is, is oh, made yeah. from yeah, yeah, yeah. keratin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're animal go. friendly, Jake. Well, apparently not if we're using marshmallow fluff. Son <laughs> of a bitch. So <laughs> we're really, really taking a turn now. No, it's it's good. Yeah, go yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, my goal for all of the beers is if I'm going to do like a, I don't know, a themed beer after. a pastry or food it's like how can i manipulate as much as i can to get it to taste like it without actually using it that's the challenge man that's that's what gets your juices flowing like that's yep. what it is i mean that's what it is like yeah. it's like it's fun, it. like i get it like it's fun to throw stuff in like beer it's i get it like but for, that's just not my style like well and i agree with you i think it's fun this as a speaking strictly as a consumer right it's fun when people throw stuff in beer yep. when it highlights the beer i don't i I love the idea of accentuating beer with different adjuncts. I think that's fun, right? But I I hate the idea of hiding beer with adjuncts. I think that's bullshit. I I, I still want to taste the beer that you brew. So is glitter a good adjunct then since it doesn't hide any flavors? It's, 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 uh, really put a twist on that one. No. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't, and not unless I, you're cleaning the lines and the kegs and everything after the oh fact. Oh my no. gosh, Probably not. Beer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Dude, bringing one in uh, next week or the week after, by the way, just just for the sake are of... Are you doing it in can or are you putting oh, it in can. on tap? Hell no, it's not put it in tap. Never, never. You'll never oh. get it out, man. Uh, so I'm going to go back to this beer, actually. Yes, go back to that beer. I was asked about it, I didn't answer. Yes. Um, I love how fruit-forward is up front. Uh, it actually reminds me of... Uh, I don't know if you've had Fruitful Fort by Dogfish Head. Uh, it has a similar-esque yeah. feel to it. Definitely dialed back. Uh, but you get the multiple berries, you get a lot of great flavor, the tartness, the acidity, the sweetness. I love that as it warms up, that uh, cocoa comes out. The, yeah. the cacao nibs just really start to blossom at the end. So, quite frankly, well-developed. Thank you. It is, and yeah. as it warmed, the, the dark chocolate came through, but I love the fact that it's dark chocolate in there. It's not super sweet. It's kind of like that bitter flavor. Yep. Dude, that was good. That was good. Um, it, it, I'm gonna say this. I don't know if that was planned or not, 
Well, it couldn't have been planned because we didn't know we were opening when we opened the first one. It paired really well with the Texas as fuck burger. There was that sweetness in that beer, that kind of tart, um, excuse me, tart flavors, the sweet flavors, the the dark chocolate uh, flavors that were in there. That hit with that spicy spiciness of the mustard, the spices of the jalapeno in the burger. That was a that was a fucking good burger, dude. Good show, Steve. Steve's on his way out, but uh, thank you for being here as always. Yeah, Steve. It's good to meet you, man. Yeah. Hell yeah! Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I can't wait till I see the photo of this burger. Smiling face around here. Your next meal is on me, brother. Thank you. Good night. Good night, brother. All right, so. What do well, you what do you think about that burger? And are we going to fist fight for the last fourth? No, you're gonna have it. Okay, done deal. Um, it's really really good. It's like I said, it's the first time I've had red meat in more than two months. Um, it's you're fantastic. I am actually. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but uh, man, it's it's freaking good. But I feel like I can curl up in a ball and take a nap now. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was. If it's, you haven't had it in a couple months, it'll hammer your system. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't believe me. I'm gonna have fun tonight. <laughs> So, Did we find the right beer? Actually, I guess I didn't have any triple IPA. So the so. roulette uh, was... <laughs> one, one beer. All we, all we needed was one beer. <laughs> one so beer. now we opened, what, four four, four of the four blackberry, of the, cocoa nib... Sour. Sour. Shit, where's right here? Yeah, it's so, all of them, yeah. So do we have any other else uh, in the cooler we can give a, a quick go at? That was it. Or we're just getting hammered. Yeah. <laughs> we're just Hammer's getting hammered. Not, uh, Tim's like, fuck. I'm right there. So, you know what? What were the four fruit? I'm sorry, four fruit. What were the fruit? Because in my mind, there's four of them. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what fruit are in the beer? Is it just blackberry? Oh, blackberry and cherry. Blackberry, blackberry and cherry. cherry. Yeah. The other beer was supposed to be the trip IPA. That he okay. was, yeah. That was, yeah, that one was. You know what? Actually, let's, let's talk about this because we talked about it with Jonathan Shannon. Okay. What type of cherry did you use? Because there is oh, thousands yeah. of breeds, and in what way did you use it? Did you use whole fruit, powder, puree, They have powder cherries? Yeah. Fuck, I didn't use that. Well, sure. uh, mm-hmm. no, I'm fine. I just found out they have powdered cream cheese, too. That I did not know. Yeah. So apparently, I, I guess like, what they fuck. do is, is they take, um, oh, do you remember what type of cherry he said? I think I it was like the Tukwa or whatever cherries, and they like dried them down and then powdered them, and then you can take that, and obviously there's a reconstitution to it. But the yeah. flavor profile has a very unique profile where you still get some of that acidity, you still get some of that tartness, huh. but it's not so like heartily aggressive. I don't know. John Shan is a great person to talk to. I could have just lied out my ass, but there's definitely cherry powder. No. no. He's going to call you and be like, I did not cherry. say that shit. If you're listening to the show... And you and you and you happen to I'll fact check us. Look up Latuqua Cherry. Okay. Please email I, I, strongly worded emails at Jake at thistletraffshop dot com. Latuqua. Yeah, yeah, Latuqua. Yeah, Jake is. I'm sorry. It's like a WikiLeaks page. I don't know if it's real. It's just another. There's. Thousands of types of cherries. Yeah. And this is a Morello type of cherry from Poland. Yeah. I'll be I'll be honest, I I for this cherry, because I didn't dive deep into that, I used uh, fierce fruit. Um she's local, so she does like a dark cherry puree. Okay. So to use in that. So Oh that's the best. That's the best. I just picked 
fresh yeah. dewberries from uh, from our local dewberry patch. We started making cocktails, and the difference between like that Texas heat grown fruit yeah. versus what you just buy commercially, mm. there's so much more richness in the sugars. There's just so much more like ripeness to them. Damn. You know, yeah. Not that I know much about this dewberries is, or cherries or. I, and I like I like cherries in the beer. I really do. Cherries, cherries and peach have been probably two of the the additives that I've really enjoyed when we're drinking beers. Um, just the way that they work with hops and their sweetness, balance with the bitterness, um, especially in sours. Yeah, cherries go beautiful in sours, yep. and I think this one is it's 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 absolutely no exception. Thank you for not putting lactose. You won't find it. A, yeah, I, I absolutely love it because yeah. there's there's the sweetness there that you want, right? But it doesn't overpower the beer. It it fits in line with the the tartness and the bitterness. Um, I like that the fact that the chocolate malt adds to the bitterness a little bit to me. Yeah. Um, did you use what what hops did you use in this beer? No recuerdo, papi chulo. Yeah, I don't. Oh. I want to say Idaho Seven. I think. Okay. Yeah. I just whirlpooled the hell out of it with that. Just add some, just add depth, a little bit of bitterness to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, speaking of cherries, Malab cherries, the pit of that. Um, and I hope there's some brewers out there listening that they haven't used it. If you get the pit of that cherry, you grind it, and you throw that in beer, it gives off graham cracker, cinnamon, bread. Like pie crust, like flavors. Really? I really thought you were gonna say like LSD like symptoms, but no flavor, flavor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You, you I, know, and I can't remember. Cool. I think I put that in. I think I put that in Voodoo Doll, if I remember correctly. Like I really, yeah. really, yeah. That because like because I mean, how many have we? I say we hadn't been a ton, but we've had several. Voodoo Doll was one, mm-hmm. to where there's almost these like cobbler type sours. Yeah. But I love the idea of doing it with something just like. As simple as ground up cherry pits, as opposed to like putting in nutmeg and putting in cinnamon and putting in yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Have you done it yet? You said you did it with uh, with Voodoo Doll. Yeah, so that was the first beer that I uh, I did the Malab thing with was buying it, grinding it, and kind of figuring out where I'm going to put it in. Right. Like, okay, and yeah. so in Misfit in the Cypress area, and you talked about like you're bringing something different to the Cypress area. How have your sours been received at the bar? They ask for it all the time. Nice. Yeah. L- yesterday I was here, and um, there's an artist that he does. Uh, shout out Matt Sebastian. He does uh, Wednesdays here now through the summer. Okay. Um, his wife and like they always ask for Voodoo Doll. Like they're always like, when is it going to come back? When is it going to come back? And it's like one of those things. It's like it's just more complex than just tart beer, right? It's just like I don't know thing man i don't know no lactose though <laughs> no lactose so i, I gotta ask yeah. this though so okay, uh, as a, a a protector of uh non-lactose beers here like yeah. are, are you making like a lifelong promise to not put lactose in these beers yeah i think if if i fuck up a beer enough to where i'm like oh it needs sweetness i, I and if i consult with like my most respected brewing peers and it's like well man the only way around it is to add lactose and I'm dumping the shit probably you're gonna use lactose so no what, I'm gonna dump it are you gonna dump <laughs> I'll it? dump the beer so before I add lactose I guess, to it what I was yeah. really getting to so is this promise like a Brock Wagner promise and a Dave Ogeron promise I don't think I used his last name right Brock was like Brock was never gonna make a hazy IPA yep 
ever. Then you got like Dave was never gonna make a hazy IPA, and what? they both got them, and they made yep. promises. They that was brand. This I brand think, does not make them. Is that your promise? I think today, <laughs> I think I think today there's ways around it. You could mash higher to gain sweetness. You mm-hmm. could cut the attenuation out to keep sweetness. You could add fruit to it. What about Belgian candy? You could do that to it, right? There's different ways to add a sweetness to a beer or perception. You can throw vanilla in it to throw a perception of sweetness without having to do lactose. But like I mentioned, I think there's purpose for some of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a super tart, hazy. And you know what? Actually, next weekend, you guys come if you guys are able to. Okay. I have a sour, hazy IPA coming out that. Um, oh, nice. What day is the release? 20... That Friday, 27th. Friday, All right, 27th. so we're releasing this Tuesday, right? Today is... Oh, well, I'm just going to say it for the whole podcast. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, today is Tuesday, May 24th, and we are looking to release May 28th at 28th, Misfit. Yeah. At Misfit Outpost. So it'll nice. be, uh, and I guess I'll, I'll dive into kind of what I did with that beer. It's a um, hazy IPA. I actually use... I co-pitched Sour Vizay, the lactate. Lactic acid creating sac strain that creates, anyways, whatever. Okay. Not lactose, lactic acid. Lactic acid. Nice. You yeah, co pitched it with its, another sac strain. Um, my plan is to, I got some oak staves that give off like vanilla, um, kind of oh, like, nice. like uh, some cinnamon spice to it. Mm-hmm. I soaked those in Captain Morgan coconut rum. I'm going to throw those in a conditioning. I'm going to throw some. Um, coconut flakes in it and then i'll do depending on i'll and i completely hop the shit out of it with sabro because we all know sabro gives a shitload of coconut um and depending on how the beer is going i'll either add or kind of omit the pineapple puree out of it um so anyways yeah that'll be the uh the sour hazy ipa that i release for memorial day weekend nice and the next weekend i'll have the hellas lager that comes out in cans and then the the hazy IP that was supposed to release today, I'll release it next week too. So I have a whole fund of plethora of tons of stuff going down here, man. So follow Instagram, Facebook, Misfit Outposts, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's it. That's also, it. I lied that this yeah. episode is the bonus episode. It's not being released the 24th. Well, but you know what I think I'm doing? It, and those people, those people listing are they? They already know this. Like by three or now. four of them. Yeah, all four of them. Chad, um, you. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna put this as like a hidden track. So what I'm gonna do is, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'll put the whole episode together. Put the outro on where Kent Honeyboy Nelson is gonna play us off into the evening. In a long. And then pause. if you if you are still listening, all of a sudden we're gonna pop back on. It's like a Marvel movie. Ah, you gotta yeah, stay yeah, after yeah, the credit, yeah, man. Yeah. You gotta yeah. stay, you gotta after, stay the after the credits. And you're gonna have to listen to like four minutes of me talking about James's meat in my mouth. Well, yeah. speaking <laughs> or is speaking, it James I? I don't know what the no, plural uh, possessive yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's it's only one plural, of him. <laughs> Where does the apostrophe go? So, speaking After of James meat in your mouth, right? Yeah. James, I want you to review us on your meat, and we're going to we're going to rate that before we rate the the beer. So, we just had the Texas as fuck burger, correct? Yep. So kind of give us a quick rundown of what that was and what Jake greedily shoved into his mouth and gnawed on and chewed on and really devoured and swallowed slowly. Is that a sausage? Are you happy to see me? So, (laughs) um, 
So the, the idea behind the burger is the, the most, in Texas, the most commonly used ingredients, most popular, the most, the most demand for a burger, right? Ingredients used in a burger are mustard, jalapeno, and bacon. Okay. And we put all of that into one burger, and uh, yeah, it's a smash burger. So yeah, we sell a metric fuck ton. Like tomorrow yeah. and tomorrow, Friday and, and Sunday, we'll probably go through 200 burgers. Is that more than a standard fuck ton? Yeah, a metric just slightly, even yeah. though I prefer standard. Like I'll a yard is three feet, uh, a meter is 3.3. So metric so a third is like more. the European version of a fuck ton? Slightly more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get sophisticated, Jake. Okay. I'm pretty sure a mile is longer <clears throat> than a kilometer. So, okay, so. <laughs> it's true. Touche. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> Enough with it, yeah. Sorry. I'm wallowing in my defeat here. Um, so, let's... <laughs> I would like to rate this burger, Jake. So rate the meat you put in your mouth. On a zero to four, zero, you need to burn down Nomad. Four, you, you've got to shove that burger in your mouth every time you come to Misfit Outpost. Man, uh, I get really far into rating uh, food, uh, a little bit too far. So aesthetically, 4.0. You just about broke the system. She looks nice. She's going she's gonna to get in the you. door. Whoever the fuck made that burger, go back there. Yell at him. I mean, really give it to Colin him Hardy. and be like, Hot Lance, tub beer says your fucking Lance burger Logan. should always look this good because it's absolutely phenomenal. I don't think I've seen a burger come out looking that good. And cool. as a guy that sells a lot of burgers, I'm just saying that was a beautiful fucking burger. Um, overall flavor. But what was she um, like on the inside, Jake? Looks aren't everything. Did she have good personality? Who cares about personality? <laughs> you have to put up with me. <laughs> uh, I like where this is going. So the the inside for me, I would have done two patties instead of three patties. Obviously, yeah. three patties is kind of a weird Texas classic. No, no, uh, California is three for this because we have a motto in our kitchen that whenever we do anything that may be pictured, we add dimension. Yes, everything will have dimension. So normally it's only two patties, but uh, the staff added three oh. only for this. Yeah, right I don't, I so, don't, I don't know if I okay, go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. The grind seems nice. I, I don't know who you're using for the grind, but it was it was well rounded. It wasn't overly one way or the other. Uh, jalapenos, cheese, bacon. It's classic. On a personal level, I'd really love to see like some sort of crisp element to kind of break it up, like like one single iceberg lettuce uh, uh, put on top. Get the fuck out. No. This is my podcast now. Okay. <laughs> but, welcome to Daddy Long Dick's podcast. But uh, let me let me back that up, right? Oh, so as I, as I said, I would oh. like a single oh. lettuce to break it up. But yeah. to go in your direction, I would rather do fresh jalapeno rather than pickled jalapeno sure. because that that monotony of meat, cheese, mustard. Is I mean it's great. Acidity. It's great, yeah. but to break it up with that 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 green fiber just like changes yeah. like everything in it. Uh, I'm gonna give the the insides 3.9. I think it's fantastic. I think you could tweak it just a little bit, but man, that was a fucking good burger. Cool man. No, we appreciate yeah. it, man. I love, love the feedback too. No, I'm gonna. I didn't say tomato. I love tomato. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break I'm gonna break with Jake on this. I, There's no lettuce. Lettuce is where you got me. That's all. So I. Oh, it's crisp water. There's no flavor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I agree with the fresh jalapeno that that would add a little bit more substance, crunch, mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of uh, 
know. That was the only thing that I was going to agree with. But I wouldn't replace, I wouldn't yeah. take out the pickled and replace it with fresh. I would just add fresh to it. Um, like between it, layers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that, that, that to me would be that that would like break up the crunch. I guess the lettuce that you're talking about, but it has flavor to it, right? Because lettuce, I, this was Texas as fuck. It was clean, yeah. it was simple, it was mustard, pickles. Bacon and you, you, the the crunch on the bacon was beautiful. Oh, I that absolutely was... love that. Right? It wasn't limp bacon. Nobody likes limp. They like it hard and they like well, it crisp. Right? I saw a weird. There was once. it was it was super nice. Now I'm gonna disagree with both of you here, and I say keep the three patties. That makes it unique, man. Like that's something that I can sit down. I'm 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 sitting there having a bite, and I'm going, hey, listen, dude. I'm going to cut you a piece of this shit. You need to try it. And next thing, he's going back up there and order his next three patty burger because that, that thing was badass. I'm going to go 4.0. I'm going to beat you on the food. Like, that was, that was a great burger. I would come back to Misfit Outpost to eat the Texas as fuck burger. But I'm going to ask for the third patty. Follow-up question. Follow-up question. If you were to stuff fresh jalapenos between the two patties, would it be a uh, Juicy Juan? Like a Juicy Lucy, but it's a Juicy one. Oh. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Coming soon. Or is that just a Juicy James? Because that sounds pretty dope, too. It's called I'll Juicy J. Juicy Universal, J, man. Meet in the middle. It's all about compromise in this relationship. That's, that's bingo. Um, we, we've, tried to, we've tried to build a menu around like what, what sells, you know, what, what customers will most likely buy according to uh, our previous menu. Shack was the shack and good riddance, but um, people are the, the funny thing about it is burgers are, are simple and, and just you know vernacular the word and then you know like it, they're more complex. Just like we all had different interpretations of what we do, and we get that every day in the kitchen. People, we have four burgers on our menu and people deconstruct them every day. No, and it's no do you tell them to just shut the fuck up? No, we, we do. Oh. No, because we have to pay bills, but... <laughs> if you want to be a chef, <laughs> go get your own kitchen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's like, dude, like, it, you, know, uh, you know, no substitutions is not something that we can add right now. Yeah. But we have changes coming that will that will channel it and allow everybody, just like you guys said, to be happy with the murder that comes out at the end of the day. And, Absolutely. Know, we're just, we're not far from there. So, so now let's, let's switch the focus to Dark Side of the Rainbow. Let's apply the scale to Dark Side of the Rainbow. Uh, blackberries, cherries, chocolate malt on the back end, kind of a dark, hazy sour. Where are your thoughts, Jake? My thoughts are I've rated too, too good so many times in a row that it, it almost is unnerving that I've rated this much good. Uh, so I really want to rate low, but it was a freaking good beer, so I can't. It was a good beer. I can't. Um... Man, it's like I said, the fruit stands out. It's tart. It's acidic. It's It's got a fruit sweetness, not a sugar sweetness. The cocoa uh, really kind of comes out. The, and those nibs, I mean, they really blossom as it warms up. Uh, man, it's just a well-brewed beer. If I hadn't had your other one, Voodoo Queen? Voodoo Doll. Voodoo Doll. Voodoo Doll. Yeah. It was Voodoo something. Voodoo yeah. Doll. Not the donut place. Voodoo Doll. Uh, man, if I hadn't had that one, that would have been a 4.0. Uh, I'm going to go 3.9. Uh, it's freaking delicious. It's it delicious. Is. It is, and I'm going to agree with you. I, I think the only thing that's different from that beer than the other beers that we tasted is, to me, this is not an everyday beer. This is a special beer. 
Like this is a beer that I'm gonna break out every once in a while um, to highlight something nice, right? Um, I think this would go well like with uh, chocolate covered strawberries on a Valentine's Day or a nice dessert. I think this is, I think the, the, the dark seance even, the seance, I can still drink those every single day. I could end my day with a glass of that, just a sniffer of that, sit on the couch and enjoy the rest of the evening. Um, this one I don't think I could drink every day, but not because I don't like it, but because I do, it doesn't fit with the everyday. Um, I think it is probably one of the better sours that we've had, um, especially without adding lactose to it to bolster that flavor. I think I, I really do, and, and hats off to you, Juan, for playing with the malt and where you're putting in the grain at a certain time in order to change the flavor profile of the beer. I think that's something, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jake, that's unique to things that we've talked about on the podcast, and it really does add another dimension to your beer, and, and I, I love it, and I appreciate the fact that you're being that creative. Um, just as a consumer, knowing that there are people out there being creative enough to like have me taste something and just for my own enjoyment, yeah. it's pretty fucking cool, dude. I really enjoy it. Um, I'm going to rate it at a... 3.87624. 3.87624 is where I'm at with that beer. That's going to be probably one of the better sours um, that I've had, uh, definitely in the Houston area. That is something that I will come back to. That's something that I'm going to I'm gonna chill out with at the end of the evening after a nice dinner, a nice dessert, um, maybe once a month, something special. But that's a, that's a really nice, well-done sour. Would you throw a little bourbon in it? Oh. I would throw a little bourbon oh, in it. Barrel-aged sour? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, are, we, are we cheating? Are we, are we looking ahead to something that you're already thinking of? Probably. Yeah. Oh. You got to find a way around the low ABV and not getting infected in the barrel. But, but I mean, but if you're aging it in the barrel, you, you, as a consumer, I'm going to understand sometimes that ABV is going to be be up is that a negative to you as the no, as the brewer no it's just a like if you throw like a low abv beer base in a barrel that's not really controlled yeah you, you have that risk for infection you're not able to fight off um like stouts are perfect right like 10 percent. you're throwing in like i don't know 80 90 proof whatever right. whiskey barrel that alcohol is going to preserve any infection or anything like that. But once you start teetering with like lower ABV beers, uh, I see what you're saying. Infection, it, looks, it won't it's, fight off the infection that, as well. Um, that atmosphere that it's created with that, it's not. No. Yeah. It'll be had to be really quick. You'll probably be there for like a month or maybe less. Just okay. put it in there, take it right back out. Just to so, get the flavors of it. Yeah. Nice. So two thoughts, just, just rattling them off. What about a super wet barrel or brewing a higher ABV version to age, then cut back? You know what I mean? So, so you want to get a little bit more fermentation out of it, get a little bit higher ABV out of it, so you can age it safely without risking as much. But when you pull it out, you cut it back, or do you think you would lose way too much off of that? Just rattle it off. Look at that burger. I would probably. Um, <laughs> I would probably cut it back. I'll probably go that route. Yeah. Um, hey, don't overthink it. Yeah. Well, so, I'm we'll just thinking about like, this yeah. So as this, as this stands, is this a 4.0 beer for you? No. Okay, so where no. is this on the rating scale? I guess um, for what I wanted it to be, it would have been darker. 
obviously. I mean, okay. there could have been other things um, that could have been done for that. I think I probably would have. Um, I think maybe if I were ever to do this again, I would probably try to play around with throwing cacao nibs on the warmer. Like, I would probably ferment this on a warmer end of the yeast um, window. Okay. Throw the cacao nibs probably towards the end of primary on the warmer end to see if, like, uh, like the, the warm, like, the thermogenic activity that happens would bring out more of that or like what like what would happen because i threw those in uh during secondary so it's colder it's like there's not a lot of uh you know it's not a lot happening in that beer at that time right? yeah so it's it's just one of those things like it's um but anyways i think i would want the cacao is more prominent on the uh flavor I would probably mash it higher to get more sweetness out of it, just a little bit more. Um, I would probably drop the pH a little bit more. Um, but it's just nitpicking at this point. It's yeah. just kind of what I wanted out of the beer. I'm not unhappy with it. Um, I'd probably go like three and a half for what, for the first time doing like chocolate malt and the mash and like doing all this other stuff to it to try to do a dark kettle sour. Um, I was pretty happy with it. But it's yeah. like I said, man, it's just. There's so many processes in brewing, man. You can just, like do whatever. So it's, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is. So, oh yeah, you're a fucking but, artist. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Had, that has probably you. been one of the fun things yeah. about this episode is the the thought that both of you put into what you're putting out and the different tweaks in the experimentation and the fact that the experimentation isn't done and as you're tasting, you're figuring out different ways that and then. Yeah our bullshit opinion you're like going okay yeah maybe all right all right let, and, and it's you can see the wheels start turning i, I love it and, it, and yeah. as a co- consumer we appreciate it man like because it's it's cool to come out here yeah. and and try those experiments man yeah james you're the last raider today um so the the one thing i appreciate about appreciate about this beer is uh it's not uh puree heavy there's no puree at all obviously i I am not a huge fan of, uh, of Gloop Glop. Yeah, Gloop Glop, and let's hang out at the Glop Shop, bro. Um, <laughs> fucking uh, everybody, you know, it, there was a trend when brewers had to do it, and everybody hopped on board, everybody made their money, you know, and I don't like smoothie beers, I don't like beers with, you know, uh, a high profile of adjuncts, but this beer, being, you know, the, the chocolate, um, the technique that he used with it, this is not a beer that I would pick up and buy in a store. I, I just wouldn't do it. Uh, but uh, with that being said, it not being my preferred style, um, never judge a book by its cover. And uh, this this beer uh, drinks pretty damn good. It's not too heavy on the uh, chocolate. Um, I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with a 3.25. Nice. Yeah. There we go. For a style he's not fired up about. Guys, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank, thank you, for, you guys for, coming. for the bonus yeah. track, man. Uh, awesome. Dude, we loved it. Uh, we're going to be missing fans. Yeah. We'll definitely see you. You're you're not done with us yet, guys. Uh, we're probably gonna we're kind of probably gonna bug you for for years to come. So, man, Absolutely. good luck, good luck with uh, with everything that's going here. Thank Thanks you. again for having us. Yep. And uh, we are gonna silently fade out, silently fade out on the yeah. uh, bonus track here. <laughs>